action. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this action! I'm always stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show. Glad he asked permission to turn the mic. That's very courteous. Yeah. You know, Jimmy's like, you know, when you sit down in front of a bonfire, it doesn't matter. Ben's kind of loud. You know, when you sit down in front of a bonfire mm-hmm. and the smoke always just blowing towards oh, you, yeah. like you get up oh, and yeah. move the goddamn chair and, it, and it, it's still blowing towards you. You're creating that vacuum, yeah. If I want the mics on, Jim won't turn them on. And if I want the mics off, he's going to leave them on. It's it's not even his fault. I just think it's nature, you know? It's it's like plugging a USB thing in. You're always going to do it the upside down yeah. way first. It's, it's just biorhythms. No yeah. Biorhythms, I think. That's what we put out into the ether. Welcome, everybody, to the Fortress Film Society. Presented by the Chad Duke Show. We are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes in Old Town Fairfax. Brought to you by... Monk's Barbecue and Monk's Barbecue in Purcellville. Get yourself a boss hog. This weekend, you can do a lot worse. You can check out the menu and all the beautiful pictures. Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. I am your host, Shoot, the hostess with the mostest. That is Jim Daddy, who's doing his best Augustus Gloop today. Or what is it? What is it? Veruca Salt? What, what's, I always forget Violet, the name of the kid. Violet Beauregard. Violet, yeah. Violet Beauregard. <laughs> which has to get juiced, right? She's the one that yeah. has to get yeah. rolled of the juice. Returning Violet. Violet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, to, good to see you, Jimmy. How are you, bud? Hey there, boy. Doing good, bud. Hey there, boy. Or as, of course, we we now have a different version of how to say that. Harry to Roy. There's that, of course. <laughs> Harry to Roy. I'm not sure what to do with that. Uh, Loud Goat is here, the master of... Yes. Hello, Loud Goat. <laughs> Hello, and I just want to make sure that we avoid having our show rated as EC10 this evening. I'd be nice. Don't get the stick. What's the stick? Tell me. It's uh, the Equilibrium. Oh man! I tell you what, I'm, I'm sorry, that was dude. a bit of a. You were there? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Oh was yeah, great. that was a deep cut. <laughs> you know who we're dealing with, though. This is a man that crosses the T's and dots the I's. So, the uh, Nino, what is it? Nino Gotmanelli, I think we called you last week. <laughs> Our buddy Dylan Narang is back with us, of course, director of Tap Wingo. I had a nice call with him earlier. It sounds like the movie will never come out. Good to see you, Dylan. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? Appreciate you sitting in with us. Uh, you're heading back out to the West Coast after this are you not we are heading back on sunday wow couldn't come soon enough really oh you're with the fam that's right yeah fam's nice and leaving fam's even nicer and that's uh, (laughs) kind of the way that it goes well i'm glad you could slum it with us for one more getting rave reviews for your contributions to the fortress film society so glad to have you lottie daddy we likes to potty the tuber is here as well tube how are you my friend back from shooting on site in new york city maniac cop seven or whatever sequel they'd be on yeah (laughs) yeah i was i almost uh you're not gonna believe this but when i was watching maniac cop i was imbibing some alcohol no uh, I almost just fired Maniac Cop 2 right up as soon as I was done. It pops up in the credits. They're like, here you go, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we'll get to that. Of course, uh, tonight is Dottie's pick of Maniac Cop. And then we were also going to discuss Equilibrium, starring Christian Bale, and, of course, Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut. I Did you guys find a place to watch that without paying for it? No. I didn't no, either. I, I actually almost ordered the Blu-ray, and then I just decided to rent it. But I, I, I regret not ordering the Blu-ray. Me too. I, I think I would like to have a 
a blue a hard copy of that spoiler alert of that movie. Um, I also th- I think that it is incumbent upon us as an entity that discusses film to talk about what Avatar is doing, just because um, I I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I'm not a fan of it, but it is impressive um and there are some i, I, I kind of like cranky ass james cameron just shitting on streaming all the time even though i i mean like everybody i just consume nothing but streaming constantly so um i don't know it's 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 a pop culture event uh, the likes of which we haven't seen since the last goddamn avatar movie so um we'll get to all of that tonight uh, if you are watching live on facebook thank you so much for doing so uh if you would like to donate you do not have to but if you do jim daddy has uh, generously offered to slam bush lights as opposed to what he normally does when they're in here doing a show so it's really going off the rails yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> we should start uh smoky mountain joe didn't show up but he dropped off a weird gift and he just venmoed a hunsky oh, over so yeah. he's getting a goddamn Giant beard, Jim. If you are uh, if you are amenable, let's do this one for our guy Joe Tannehill, who is. Let's see. As the people are listening to this, um, probably getting ready for the biggest fight of his life in the uh, the first ever Chad Duke Show soup off <laughs> for the Founders Fiesta, which will be released at the, the end of the month. Stew off. Stew off. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Two live stews, as I've been calling it. <laughs> you have a favorite goat? You're going to be a judge in the stew off. Actually, I'm really looking forward to it. I I think uh, it could be. A couple of wild card entries, right. but uh, I think most of them will. St- hopefully, they'll stick close to the traditional stew factor and and, and bring something that that won't turn the judges off yeah. immediately. If there's any insects or reptiles in that stew, it's getting a zero. That's as far a, as yeah, I'm that's an immediate disqualification. <laughs> Beef, potatoes, carrots, and celery. I think I know what I want. I'm not above a double disqualification. I love so it. As a matter of fact, it. hopefully you're leaning towards it. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, Nino, if we could fire off our buddy. Hey there, boy. There it is. Hey, Joe's got to be happy with that. It's not every day you get the grease man to get gister to chug a beer. <laughs> a weird. Is that how you plug the show now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's in the bio, I'd, yeah. That's how I'd get people in. That's, that's how you see that. Just signing up new listeners just constantly. All right. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. Of course, do it on chaddukeshow.com or venmo.com slash chaddukes. All right. Well, I believe, Dodson. Oh, would you like to say, I know uh, Dylan's got some things he needs to pass out. Um, you want to tell everybody what... Joe got you for Christmas? Oh yeah, I got uh, I got part two of my Secret Santa gift from Smoky Joe, Smoky Mountain Joe. Sorry. Oh, Smoky Joe is pretty good. Smoky Joe, uh, it was sitting in two packages on my seat as I, I came in. He told me it was in the producer's room. I guess Jesse, did you? I did moved you it. Move out. I think he drug it out. Thank you. I like a dead body. It. I don't know what Tor has in there. So nothing good. Uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, you don't want to breach that perimeter. Yeah, nothing t- clean. I got a text um, at like I don't know eight o'clock on a Monday saying like. Hey, Dottie, uh, the second part of your gift came in, which I, to be honest, forgot about. And then, yeah, uh, well, uh, it's just, it's, it's been like a month. I, yeah. I forgot that there was a part two coming. I bet you wish you'd forgotten about well, it. Well, no, it was exciting to, you know, I get, I get Christmas again. It's been, you know, three, four weeks since Christmas practically. And I get to celebrate, you know, in the middle of January. You've taken so, two I mean, vacations yeah, since then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My lights are still up. It's all still appropriate. I haven't gone to work. But, uh, yeah, I came in. There were two packages. There was a bag and a box. Um, I normally go for, like, the bags first because they're, like, more accessible. Lesser right? gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's it. And I, I opened you it up. You want to build to the big <laughs> yeah, reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I opened it up, and it was two pieces that appeared to connect, but... It was a stump. I had, It was a stump and then a, a smaller stump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, and, that's not an exaggeration. That's yeah. exactly and I thought, what it was. I thought that Chad knew what it was, and then I looked over, and he was 
bug-eyed staring yeah, at me. Put the I did not <laughs> like what I did not like what I was saying. And I think I said, "Oh, it comes with a plug," and I started to plug it in. And you said, "Please don't do that." Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was like, like "We what don't know." Is. What, by the way, Tube is a madman. He's like, "Let's just plug in this strange device. None of us know what it does." <laughs> well, I was hoping it would tell me. I, you know what I mean? It was an episode of '60s Batman. A puff of smoke would have come out, and we'd all fallen yeah, down dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if it was an anthrax dispersal unit? Like, I don't know why you'd need one of those, but it could have been. So when I see two separately wrapped items, I assume two separate gifts yeah. because that's how a lot of secret santa goes anyways mm -hmm. on the show and so i'm thinking that that these two stumps put together plugged in you know displaying different colored the light is a gift. gift and so so dukes calls joe up at jo mid mid soup i guess and joe's preparing his stew right now he, he goes annoying. he goes joe um Dottie's opening your gift. What the fuck? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped the <laughs> well, F word. What the fuck is in the bag? The F word came out. And Joe goes, oh, it's a Freddy Krueger lamp. And, and it certainly wasn't at the time. And we're still no. looking at it and we're going, uh, is it? Yeah. And then he says, yeah, the, the other part is wrapped up in the box next to the bag. So one gift, two separately wrapped packages sure. that need to go together. One disappointing um, gift. It would have been... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say it's a it, horrible gift. It would have made more effect if I had opened the clawed hand first. See, the, the clawed hand was in the box, and that's what needed to yeah. go. The crowning piece. The camera? There it is. Yeah. I, uh, I looked it up as soon as because it's 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 more like a statue because the fucking lamp doesn't work at all. Um, <laughs> I looked it up, and it is approximately five times the cost that I thought that it was. Dylan, you're here. You're unfettered. What what's the dollar figure you're assigning to that bad boy? Hundred and uh, hundred sixty nine dollars. Okay, okay, you were better than what I think. Jester said no. Who said fifty dollars? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was my guess. Forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine. I didn't get a number out. Somebody <laughs> did. Um, it sounded like goat, but I'll just go ahead and keep the subterfuge up. It let's, was. Let's pretend it was goat. It was two hundred and fifty fucking dollars oh, wow. for that piece of shit, and like, I feel bad Come for on. Joe because Joe spent two hundred and fifty dollars, and now Dotson's got to pretend like he likes it. That's why I do like it. Listen, you don't. It it's fine. And then I also want to <laughs> say thank you to Joe for the enormous amount of paper and, and packaging that went along that filled up the trash can. That's all can in the recycling now, here by at the, the way. That's wonderful. Um, I broke the box. Right? Really great. Are you a big Freddy Krueger fan? I'm a big horror fan. So okay. Uh, okay. I, I, love, I love the 80s slashers, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. So you like this gift? Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Look at it. <laughs> Let me go on my shelf. Have you, have you told Joe <laughs> any specific movie or character that you like a lot? He likes Michael Myers. Everybody knows that. I, okay. I do really like Michael okay. Myers. It's been documented yeah. on the show. What did so I get? This you? makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, what I got? A nice fucking Mondo Halloween yeah, poster. Chad got me an enormous, like, limited run. I think one out of like a thousand yeah. uh, Mondo. Actually, the Northman soundtrack. That was really very, like very nice yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you, thank you, Joe. Merry you should Christmas. thank Joe. That's nice. Thanks, Joe. Um, save your money. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's a hand. I don't some, understand. Some, some dream warrior stuff? Yeah. But it's just like, again, the, the hand is coming up out. It's vented, so it doesn't even make sense. All right. Um, there's that. Uh, Dylan, do you have uh, stuff for us? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me in. And, oh, it's uh, a pleasure. It's been fun being here. So first, we brought some uh, cupcakes that are delicious and very all the things that you want to hear about cupcakes. Oh, well, that's and nice. And so I can open the box. So you guys can see it. I'm sure Please you're not going to be oh. eating Goats a ton of them right now. Those are gorgeous cupcakes. They're oh they're very, very delicious. Well, there's a little Oreo so, on I top of one of them myself. Uh, Dukes, I got you. <laughs> you got me? So when I say got you, 
I got you, but I got this from my dad seven years ago, and then he decided he never wanted it, and he put it with all of my effects. Okay. So it has never been appreciated as much as I think you would appreciate this first print of Jaws. Wow, that's oh. a first print. Wow. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Thank you so much. Yeah, By man. Peter Benchley. I've read this book actually a couple of times. I do not have a first edition. This is excellent, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Six ninety five. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine that's how much this was for a hardback book? What are yeah. they like twenty four ninety five still twenty nine ninety five? If you're lucky, at, yeah. At least, yeah. By the way, he's got he's got that Smoky Mountain Joe lettering in the writing contest right there. <laughs> Double spacing, size fourteen font. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. This will be hey, great. I, I love that's that. Thank awesome, you very much. Man. I got Ripley's wearing her Narragansett collar as we live and breathe right here. Well, cupcakes and jaws get right to the heart of the matter, Dylan. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, um, hey, you're welcome. Very generous, and uh, it's not a hand lamp. Um, <laughs> but what is? Yeah, what is? What is indeed? Hand lamp. Um, Dawson's gift was better than Joe's. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's move on. Um, oh, it's your movie, so the, the floor is. is yours, my friend. It is 1988's Maniac Cop, directed by William Lustig, written by Larry Cohen, so two genre guys floating around here, big 80s genre filmmakers, um, starring two of our closest friends, Tom Atkins and Love Bruce him. Campbell. Yeah. Well, he didn't, didn't see that grisly demise coming for old Tom. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was not. making it through that bad boy. And, you know, it's funny because, like, he, he doesn't eat shit in Halloween 3, or at least we don't see him eat right. shit. So it was kind of nice. Because I think he also... He he's in the fog. He lives through that. Yeah, he lives through the fog. He lives through Escape from New York. Right. He's busted skulls in Escape from New York for most of the movie. Yeah. And uh, it was it, it was fun. I mean, the dummy work, and we can get into that immediately, the dummy work, in some of these stunts is just oh. absolutely fabulous. There's some dummy but, work going on with the two uh, pots of stew right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would call this, a lot of people call it um, like a, a slasher action movie, uh, maybe like a horror comedy too. There's a couple different ways that you can go about it, but I think it, it comes, it boils down to it's 80 schlock horror uh, yeah. filmed on site in New York City, which is the best kind of like dirty, grimy horror action that you can get from that decade. Yeah, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's the Bruce Campbell like influence, but it's young Bruce Campbell right around mm -hmm. like Evil Dead time. So I kind of thought this movie would get more of a rub from that too. The audience, I mean, it's not a large numbers represented on tomatoes, but the audience isn't keen on this movie, and neither are the critics, which I was shocked by. Yeah, and even I, I read an article that would happen to be about uh, Robert Zadar, uh, okay. the gentleman who played the maniac cop, who actually. In a movie, I believe the the line was in a with these two gentlemen who are known for their chins, they cannot stand up to Robert Zadar because he actually had a medical condition. Yeah, where his chin kept his jaw kept growing like, yeah, his entire life. I think I saw the same piece, and like when he's older, yeah, it is almost it, it looks like a cartoon. It looks like a, a prosthesis. Yeah, prosthesis. So I I definitely appreciated that, and they said in in this movie with those two guys, it it was. Just a ridiculous movie yeah. that um, even genre aficionados are split on whether they think it's good or worth watching or not. Richard Roundtree, though, too. The presence of one Richard Roundtree. I I'm mean, always very excited for it's that. It's always a check in the plus column. I love when the cops' bosses are like... <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's just hearsay. Like when they're <laughs> yeah. defying logic to such an like like Bruce Campbell could have killed that whole 
police precinct. Right. Yeah, it's like Help the- people from the ceiling. It's like someone clearly has superpowers. It's not this 160 pound dude right here. Although the off camera voices that don't follow him, it's like, I didn't do any of this. They're like, all right, whatever. And then it's like he walks out and they go like, you're going to follow him? No, he said he didn't do he said, it. I wrote that line <laughs> yeah, down. I laughed my ass off. They're like, nope, said he didn't do it. Okay, pal. It's just. It's I wrote so down great. this line. I want to get it out before Goat fucking steals it because apparently he's got the same lines that I do. <laughs> Make it bigger than AIDS. Holy Dude, yes. shit. <laughs> he fell off the fucking couch. How fast would you get canceled? That was, and there was, it was a throwaway line yep. and there was no reason for it. Context is he, Tom Atkins is talking to a reporter. He wants to like sensationalize these murders to like get awareness out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the line that he Make uses it bigger than AIDS. And she doesn't even bat an eye. And I'm like, like gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's a little insensitive. You know, I'm not like, generally offended by shit, much, but God. Damn, that's that is rough. Yeah, I mean, we're in full swing of the over the top, I guess, goofy rent horror by this point in '88. Which is it's funny because he not connected in any way, but he also directed Maniac, which is early early '80s, um, hmm. maybe even turn of the decade, and that is like also super grimy, slimy, dirty New York horror, but it is like brutal, like really unsettling uh, slasher violence in that one. Um, Right around the same time as Friday the Thirteenth, but very different, very different energy. Um, it's Just a different it's, setting. A lot of people yeah. consider it to be like a super disturbing movie because it was like right as those types of movies were coming out, and this one was like particularly violent. So the tone definitely changes with this with with Maniac Cop. But a, a trait that he uses in both movies is they're shooting on site in New York, and you just can't beat the way that it looks. And uh, the that's parade one of the scene, best things about this I was movie. shocked. I was like, did they use stock footage of this parade? Because, like, the budget it did not seem to lend itself to shutting down multiple blocks in Manhattan. Oh, that was the entire budget went to the yeah. parade, and everything <laughs> else was just like, all right, let's get it in where we can. Yeah, and they probably, because there wasn't a lot of makeup, they're like, just get the weirdest looking dude you can possibly find. We'll put a couple of gashes on his face, and that'll be the end of it. Got a quick update from Joe. Um, the lamp is handmade. Well. Okay. Go, oh. Handmade That's hand nice. lamp. Does that mean it's yeah. one of one? Uh, no, there's several on Etsy if you'd like one. Oh, okay. So, yes, oh. that's where I that's where I found it. Um I think it's cool. I, the movie, uh I liked it a lot. I it's you know, it is what it is. Yes, I but, think schlock uh, is the perfect term for it's it. It's schlock yeah. and I love I love Bruce Campbell's overacting. I just love it so it makes me feel comfortable whenever yeah. he's ah, ah, like I just I love all that shit. And even in this movie where it's he's Took it seriously. He did? And this was a dramatic role for him. He's still doing like, come on, baby. And it's just like there's still some of those like over the over deliveries yeah. that he's and giving. He's it. got a pretty severe line when he's like talking to his wife and he, he could tell he wanted to make the marriage work where he said she said, like, I, I'm scared of you sometimes. And instead of turning around and be like, why are you? Scared? He said, why didn't you say that to the therapist? Yeah. And I thought that was I was like, well, that's a pretty pretty poignant deep and yeah. meaningful line in the middle of this thing of course he's he's banging another <laughs> cop which we find out moments what you later. follow me yeah <laughs> yeah oh come on baby uh, we should know what to tell you I'm like, he's the best but he also kind of interesting you don't see him for about i say the first third of the movie you know yeah, yeah just, a good chunk uh, of it yeah i and mean they real- you're, you're led to believe that he's the killer or at least that's that's the fake out when you first meet him you, you think so for a while i think so well he's the first person you see putting on a uniform yeah but after- the dude is so big that is the maniac cop and and bruce uh, campbell is a, he's a in great shape but he's a thin man you know he doesn't seem enormous yeah, to but me. they're shooting all these close-ups they're they're doing specific stuff so you wouldn't know they're, they're okay. shooting in such a style like i know that once you figure out oh that's bruce campbell then you kind of know who it is and what's going on but 
before that, I think it does lead into a little. I bit. didn't pick up on that. I, I feel like a, a move now. Maybe I would have enjoyed that part more. Well, but. I mean, they debunk it pretty quick though, because right. after almost immediately after she yeah. walks in on him with his girlfriend, she yeah. gets nabbed by right. the presumed maniac cop. I just didn't. I don't know why that was lost on me. I didn't for one second think he was the killer. Maybe because I just knew he wasn't the killer because I, mean, I knew that it was yeah. the big face guy. Yeah, because we also yeah we wouldn't expect Bruce Campbell to be the bad guy. That would be rough. I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't like the movie nearly. It makes as much. me terribly sad. <laughs> um, there's some real fun kills, and uh, I didn't really understand how he got his powers, other than he just rose from the dead. The part where they're shooting him incessantly and it doesn't do anything. I kind of did yeah, they explain that. It, I don't think they. They never really explained whether he was supernatural in any capacity or not, but it sure seems like he is. Like he's undead. They said, well, he, when they went to talk to the medical examiner, who was a peach, by the way. Yeah. Um, he, he, was, he was a winner. And, and pounding um, booze in the middle of the day <laughs> yeah. in his fucking office. You don't well, like the shaky hand? In his doctor's him. office. You're the doctor at Sing Sing. I mean, what the fuck else are you going to yeah. do, man? I guess he, no, he admits that the dude didn't die. Remember? Right. He said, what he said, he, he, was, he was mostly brain dead. Okay, and he wasn't going to be able to function as a human again. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean he can go on a murderous rampage and be invincible to gunfire. <laughs> I thought the lady with the limp was his mom the whole time. That's what I thought. I can was see happening. where you could have interpreted it yeah, that way. Yeah. yeah, not a lot of plot. I didn't need it. Um, the the ending is is weak uh, in this movie. There, there's 20 minutes of the van and. Nash rolling around in the back. Again, I, that was I think awesome. it was Again, entertaining, but like I'm like, wow, this really is taking a while. Speaking of where the budget went, I think that was. I think they almost, ran out of money. I almost, well, I almost, I almost got the feeling that the entire movie was filmed to film that sequence, oh, yeah. and everything was just a lead up to that. And it was kind of like, well, look, I need to make a chase scene in my in my career, and I have to do something to get it there. What was the plan? The guy drove the van back to the docks, and then he has the fight, and then he gets back in the van and, and tries to drive it off again, and then ends up in the drink. Well, we've established he's brain dead, so... Well, he remembered I mean, his <laughs> revenge, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. but he I, knew he wanted to take his revenge. Although he was killing innocent why, people. Why was he even going after Bruce Campbell? I don't know. I think because they were on to him, so... But he was the at whole, the The whole police, police department station. thought it was him. That's it. It's done. Like... Bruce Campbell will be locked up forever. Well, I guess because Tom Atkins, Tom Atkins was the first one who was on to him, and then they told Campbell the 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 female cop that Campbell was banging had like vested interest in clearing Bruce Campbell's name because they were in a relationship right. together. Then she busts him out, and at this point, uh, Cordell, I believe, is, is the maniac cop's name. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to get them out of the picture because he knows that they're gonna. Yeah, look, I, I don't Tell know. Everyone. I don't know that it's necessary. Uh, I'll bring it up just to bring it up. If there, and again, I don't know if it's necessary because I'll also tell you that I really liked the movie. Oh, good. Like, I liked it a lot. Um, you have to get in the right mindset of, of that. This is an older movie. I thought it was a '70s movie. I didn't know it was '88. Um, it felt more. It's '88. Like yeah. 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 So the day, the, the day, the year after Evil Dead Two. It hmm. felt a it lot more like a '70s movie, <laughs> '70s New York, and all that. But you know, it, it, it's fine. That's '80s. So what I'll say is. With me saying I love it, I did, I, and I really did. I did, I did enjoy a lot of it. Um, There's a part of me that was like, hey, if there had been some link to Bruce Campbell, if Bruce Campbell, if his dad had been the the partner that had turned on, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, guy, then you're like, okay, there's a reason why he he's targeting this guy. And again, I don't know that I don't know that I need it. But it would, I think, make more sense. Well, he's clearly, they established that he's like just completely unhinged. Because yeah. he, I mean, the first person he kills is that lady who was just a barfly. That, yeah. of course, yeah. Tom Atkins knows. 
which is probably amazing to me. It's like, he's like, yeah, I knew her. She had all the greatest new jokes. And it's just like, of course you know her. Yeah, but <laughs> really? the, I, I think that's the way it started. By the end, he is trying to get back at the department. Gotcha. He does get focused yeah. After, yeah. after the lady... Uh, was woman, it Sally? See, yeah, and she with the limp. She's the. She don't forget. She's making calls to Campbell's wife yeah. to get her to suspect that he's the killer to, to, throw get, him to off. get her to leave the house so they can kill her so they can frame him. I think that it was there the plan. is an ulterior that, motive there. A lot there. of steps that you're like, why? Why? Also, why? I didn't pick up on any of that. I don't know if I was in the bathroom or what. <laughs> I, I did watch this one a little late at night, so yeah, there were some moments where I was like, wait. Huh? It's a fun time. But yeah, it's a fun, it's fun. movie. It's really great, fun. Great late I, you know, if, if I kind of wish we'd all watch it together. Yeah. If it started out as just going after uh, civilians who are, who are doing misdemeanors, committing misdemeanors, or cops, or so, someone that's you know adjacent to a cop, I'd be like, okay, that makes more sense for it. The, the trajectory of who he was killing is just all over the place. It's it's that doesn't poor make guy he just shoves into the wet concrete. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> and then the cut to them jackhammering yeah, his corpse out. I mean, that's out. all cool. That's I, fucking it was, it was great. Fun. It was yeah, a lot of fun. That's so yeah. good. Dylan, right on the mic. I want to hear everything you have to say. Right. Um, the part about it that I thought was uh, the movie made me think a couple times. The stuff where the they're doing the cutaways of the people speaking into the camera. The shit they're saying about cops is shit I've heard people say about cops this year. A year ago, you know, yeah. like. It, it's such an it's a very difficult conversation. I don't think anybody's one hundred percent wrong. Where it's like, hey, you know, we're reluctant to trust police officers because X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, hey, these guys are putting their lives on the line, and most of them are good. Like, we're having these conversations, and like, it's this stupid, crazy, wacky, rubber fucking movie. And it's a lot of stuff that you're still dealing with right now, clearly under more extreme and crazy circumstances. But there's a couple moments where I was like, eh, this is you know, kind of timeless in, yeah. the, in the conversation that they're having which i didn't expect to think it grounds all that it a little much bit. yeah I mean, it does give it a little bit of realism where it's like okay if, if there's one thing in this crazy over-the-top movie that you can relate to or at least really understand on like a just real life level that's probably it yeah it's a very nuanced and polarizing topic as well the one thing that jumped out of me and got you hopefully will appreciate this they've done there's always this argument for mortal Kombat on what characters guest characters would fit in the universe mm -hmm. and you've seen Freddy Krueger pop up. You've seen Jason Voorhees, the alien, the Terminator. This motherfucker would be perfect for Mortal Kombat. Dude, that would you be put awesome. it with the with the sword and with the fucking give him a gun and his crazy face and he's bleeding everywhere. You could do so many brutalities. It would be <laughs> would be amazing. It'd be fantastic. I don't think the audience is big enough. That's uh, a great call. Yeah, I think it'd work. And I, I almost tweeted Ed Boon, but I'm like, get a hold of yourself. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know that would just be firing yeah, off into the ether it's, anyway. It's one so. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like you're a loser. Uh, cool. Jim, did you like the movie? Yeah, I had a good time with it. I mean, anytime you give me some 80 schlock and the bad guy uh, from the opening scene and the jail fight from Tango and Cash, and of course, adultery, you know, I'm, I'm all in. No. <laughs> You're a big fan of adultery. You like to commit it as often as yes. possible. Yeah. Why watch when you can participate? Sure. By the way, I forgot you had a naked bathhouse fight. I'm a big yeah. fan of those. Yeah. <laughs> big fan of naked bathhouse fighting. <laughs> Usually when Viggo Mortensen's dong is involved. Well, they always <laughs> cut, like, right before you, you pan a little more, they cut. You're like, ah, oh, come Can on. Can you imagine the hammer that guy's throwing? <laughs> come on. Holy shnikes. It was, it was a good fight. He handled himself really well. He wiped out those three dudes. Yeah. They jumped on him in the showers. Not bad. Um, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, this is going to, maybe I'm getting carried away. I think Schlock's a little disrespectful. I really I liked so it. I, I think that hmm. it deserves a wider audience. Like, I, it's a fun movie. And I swear to God, you guys go crazy if you think I'm... Go watch Terminator. It 
This movie doesn't look that much worse than the original Terminator. There are regrettable scenes. You mean in like visual effects? Yes. The part where he's digging his eyeball out with the big rubber head is yeah, horrible. Yeah. When, when the stupid stop motion <laughs> skeleton's coming after him at the end, I'm like, ugh. It's just, it's, and I realize that's 84, but I don't think this was that much different than that special effects. Right? Listen, for, for what they did with, uh, you know, from what we can see on, on online of 1.1 of a budget, that's pretty good. I agree. Like they got a lot of distance out of that 1.1. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was it was way better than I thought, and it was something also. It's got that repeatable factor where if it's on now, I'm just gonna be like, oh, awesome, maniac cop. What yeah. part are we at? Who's he killing right now? And some great kills, some kills I haven't seen before. And I yeah. lo- I love the bit where people think he's a cop, and he's like stand next to me, and then all of a sudden he's throwing the body, <laughs> and she hits the windshield wipers yeah. instead oh, of driving yeah, away. Yeah. She hits the windshield so wipers. Good. So good. I love good the stunt at the end where they're when they drive the van off the pier. Whoever is supposed to be Campbell hanging on, hanging on to the moving van, and then like springboarding until they get over the water. Off yeah, the moving like that stunt was fucking amazing. I yeah. rewound and watched it like four or five times. I hope they did it in one take. You gotta appreciate <laughs> the, the realism. Now, now there, listen, man. did you uh, did did we get any research done to see if that wasn't Campbell? Because no. I heard something earlier where it was saying Campbell could have gotten run over or hit by it. Now I don't know. I it wouldn't done surprise me if he was like doing his own shit. At that point, it looked pretty dangerous. That budget, it's fucking cool. Yeah, and yeah. you start involving stuntmen, and sometimes the shots can go on until four o'clock in the morning. You're sitting there <laughs> with your cock in your hand, waiting in an air conditioned I mean, gym. So- sometimes that's why you have you shoot you shoot the stunt with right. one of your performers on the last day because if yeah, Chad yeah. Deuce gets hurt, that's no right. Big Who deal. the fuck could you imagine? I guess some of us are rolling around on top of roots for four and a half hours. Our director tells us to get there at six o'clock, and we're there until five o'clock. I gave in the you morning. three options of ground, and you picked that spot oh, because of the bullshit. shade. All right, I do like shade. It I did now. It no had a lot of roots, you know. I mean, well, I like roots too. It's the trade-off. <laughs> I'm a big fan of LeVar Burton. All right, let's. Um, if we don't mind, Jester. That was a good one. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Karen Schumacher just went fucking hard with the stars in the Facebook chat. Karen, that was all we had. Why Thank did you, you so do much. that? Oh no! No! <laughs> just the best. By the way, wasn't she going to get booked too? She put the pistol in her underwear. Like, what? Where is she going to go yeah, the with whole that? Thing was they, just yeah. Falling maybe to the pieces. Maybe the most unclear yeah. part of the movie. You know, that is one thing I'll say that didn't make any sense. Well, it didn't make sense for me. The that female police officer in the movie was constantly screaming, constantly backing away from everything happening. I'm like, aren't you a cop? Aren't you? Oh yeah, the the, the chick that was pretending to be a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. At the She's end, that cop. didn't make any yeah. sense. She's a cop. Like you've. Because she something. draws down on him at, at the beginning. She's yeah. the one that pulls the gun and like plugs him a hundred times, well, and then by the end of it, she's maybe that's a, a life changing experience. At some, but at some point, the the cop that she's driving with is like, "That's a shotgun. Can you handle it?" It's like, dude, dude, he's a, she's kind of. I mean, maybe they forgot. She which, went to the same, you know. Okay, you know what sy- syndrome that is? This is in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> uh, Maid Marian at the beginning is wearing leather armor and a dagger and fights Robin Hood to a standstill and by the end of it when he's fighting the Sheriff of Nottingham she's just screaming and wooing it in up the background, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like a damsel in distress I'm mm-hmm. like well this is a change in character ship since the beginning they clearly were influenced by each other alright uh, Jim if you don't mind please. <laughs> yes Nino if you practically uh, sequels yes boy <laughs> oh man if only Alan Rickman was in Maniac Cop can you imagine? Uh, what if he was the maniac? Uh, this was the same year as Die Hard. He's in the deleted scene. Was it really? Yeah, no, 88. Maybe I take back the way I... Oh, that's right, Rip. You tell him. Absolutely. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for the massive star drop. Very, very generous. Uh, what do we give this movie, boys? 
This is a solid four for me. I I, I love this movie. Uh, I, this is I, I agree. It's it's in the regular rotation. I think yeah. of like if I come across it, this is something that not only would I recommend, but I I want to show to people. Like sit sit in the same room and hey, let's let's drink beer and watch Maniac Cop. This will be awesome. And I'd pick up the Blu-ray too. I there has to be an Arrow or a Vinegar Syndrome release of this. Some boutique release probably. Good thing. Uh, it, I, I, you know, it's been bounced around as like a cult classic or just uh, one of those like B movies. Is it so, officially you know, so a trauma sad. movie? That so I looked it up. It is not a trauma movie okay. because mm. it's not anywhere on their list of distribution. But I did get that logo at the beginning. Yeah, and it makes sense with the on-site New York um, production. But it, it is not trauma. But when I saw the logo, I said, "Oh shit! Like here we go. This is going to be crazier than I thought." And then it didn't really come across as a trauma movie. It, yeah, it does not have that same kind of extremely low budget made strictly with love. This movie does not have the following it should. It, I don't see Agreed. Alamo doing parties for it. I don't see, like, the, what is it, Sleepaway Camp. They're constantly doing, like, anniversary shows mm-hmm. for that. Like, lesser movies, I don't know if it's lesser movies, but movies that I would think have a, I feel like this movie should be there with Army of Darkness. You know, it's something that everyone watches at least once or twice a year. It has that kind of, return factor for me it's not as funny i would say but the cast is there there's so many like cult heroes inside of this when, yeah. when, the, when the commissioner and the chief of police or whatever are standing there they don't even they just are standing next to each other profile they just get killed immediately like they don't even get any <laughs> it's so funny like I, I, you see him take out the knife and i'm like so is this gonna cut to like a different scene yeah, no yeah. You just no no, see no they getting, both just get aced getting out ganked through a window yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give it a four too I, I really liked it i liked it more than i thought um and i i I feel it's uh, disrespected, so I'm gonna. I might have been a three and a half, so I'm bumping it up to a four to do what I can. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. What do you think, there, Jim Daddy? I, I, I'm in your boat. I wanted to give it a four, really bad. I'm gonna stick with a three point five, just because I don't want to join, let you guys talk me into it. But yeah, I mean, I had so much fun watching that movie. The action's fun. The horror, I guess, is fun. It was, it was great. I loved it a lot. But if I was working in a bank and you told me to do something, you could talk me into it. If it was policy, because you know banks, like we we know more about movies than you. Let's I admire him. Give it a four. I admire him sticking to his <laughs> Thank original you, story. I don't. What did you think? <laughs> I had a I had a struggle coming up with a number that I felt was accurate because yeah. I don't want to shortchange it based on the quote unquote quality of the movie itself and not account for the fun factor. Because that was something that, you know, it's hard when you look at it and go like, well, as a movie, if you have this criteria, it could be bad. But I think three and a half is a great score for yeah. this. I think it's it's right in the spot because it's so enjoyable. Um, there are a lot of things you could look at and pick apart. There are a lot of things that you could go, well, all right, I guess that could be. But you let that go while you're watching it because you're along for the ride. And that's a big deal for me. So I'd say a three and a half for sure. Yeah, and uh, for you know, with with what Jim and uh, Goat are talking about, I, I'm a, I'm in the same boat. The old day I've been three five four and going back and forth, and there's reasons why it would be a four, and there's reasons why it'd be three three five. And you can look at the filmmaking of it, you can look at the quality of it. Um, but it's a really fun movie. The storytelling is good. I will also bring up as a a tangent to our own movie, Chad. Mm. All three of these movies are shorter than our movie. I brother, you, <laughs> you ain't got to tell me. I mean, we had a this conversation. Is 80, this is 85 minutes. That's how long That's, movies should be, Dylan. Ah, <laughs> ah. Come on, part one, part two. Let's kill Bill this I bitch. I know, right? <laughs> um, Dune. I, I, think, I, I think depending on depending on where your head's at, you know, I can see why you would go back and forth. For me right now, 3-5. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad we all like that. That's excellent. Have um, you guys seen It's Alive? 
No. I don't know. Is that Goat? Is the seventies the, the, the baby the killer baby movie? He, I have not so seen it. <laughs> Larry, that sounds awful. Larry Cohen, who wrote this, he also he directed. He also wrote Hallelujah. Right? There's a sequel. <laughs> uh, it's 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 awesome. It's like seventies, like a, it's kind of same deal, like seventies kind of B horror ish. Couple brings home a baby. The baby's a fucking monster that's eating shit. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's, and, it's, and, and there's, same, like, it's there's over, a sequel as well. It's super over the top. Yeah. It's, it's something that we'd be watching up here. I'm not a big it's, killer. It's a recommend. The, the idea of a killer baby, though, to me is. But you don't see the baby for most of it. It's just like. You you see something is getting like something is devouring. Wait, never wait a second! Killing people. There's a cop hanging from the ceiling. It's, Clearly, it was it's, this. It's a recommend it's, if it's you a can small find child. It. Yeah. So, so you, there's a killer. Ba- there's a baby you never see. Is it the Jester family? <laughs> Hi all. <laughs> Come on, why? Hi all. So this director, he didn't he didn't go to do too much other stuff, right? He did Army of Darkness in '92, and Dark Man in '90. So it's not like he. Well, that was Raimi. Yeah, what are well, you talking on. about? It's, 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 you look at a screenwriter, you silly goose. American film director. That's the problem. People that aren't, they don't know a lot about movies. Would, when they go to Rotten Tomatoes, wrote, they see a guy that wrote a screenplay, and then they think that that means that they directed it. Well, for shit's sake. Well, he's, he's, produced, <laughs> he's produced over 100 movies, so I would bet that he produced All right, all right, well. guys. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> Take it easy. Everybody calm down. So he directed uh, the first two Spider-Man movies, and then somehow Godfather 3. This is very strange. <laughs> There's something in here we should discuss, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that's that's warrants further investigation. It's not um, great to be the butt of jokes. It's a deal. It oh, it's fine. Good. It's <laughs> fine. Maybe, maybe we need to move on to the next movie. It doesn't feel good. Uh, Goat, I believe the baton passes to you. And, and Dotson, uh, the tube told us before, this is the 30th movie that we will have uh, reviewed on the Fortress It's, film it's just about two years as well since the show that's began. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I know. We'd have a lot more if it wasn't for one person on uh, the show. Well, a lot more shows. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't Look know. Look at the ratings that SmackDown gets when Cena shows up. Like once a- oh, oh, my God. Wow. Oh, oh, boy. Man, that is a lot right there. And Harry to Roy. <laughs> Harry to Roy. God bless, man. And Harry to Roy. That man should be in chains. Yeah. Sorry. So go John Cena? Oh. No, he's a part of the chain gang. Ah. Oh my God! Uh, anyway, I just blew your mind. Yeah, I'm, that is unfortunate because you're absolutely your correct. Like, hold like on, I got, I got to recover from that for a second. Uh, the my choice, the next official Fortress Film Society selection is 2014's 71. All right, uh, as in 1971, because it's got a, a little apostrophe before the 71. Uh, and the quick one-line synopsis is, in 1971, a young and disoriented British soldier is accidentally abandoned by his unit following a riot on the deadly streets of Belfast. Mm. And uh, the scores here on Rotten Tomatoes are 96% from the critics and 81% from the audience. Um, it looks... I like that. Like the, the words I've seen are suspenseful, taut, action. It's a thriller? It, uh, it is an, a mystery thriller, according okay. to the things. Action slash mystery and thriller. Like so it's those. got a little bit of everything in there. So it looks uh, pretty positive. Uh, looks like a fun movie. It's one thing that I had, had not been on my radar until I was looking for movies to watch for the club. Cool. So I'm really happy to see that. It's not a lot of people I've heard of that are involved. Uh, directed by uh, Jan Demange. Writer is Gregory Burke. Stars Jack O'Connell, Sam Reed, and Sean Harris, who are not that are not names that they sound Irish. Ring a whole lot of bells, bells for me, and uh, looks like it should be a good time. It is available on 
HBO Max as well. Perfect. So, and they're cutting content left and right. So it's that's an a small hour, miracle. An hour and thirty nine <laughs> minutes as well. So just over ninety. Every time I go, every that sounds fucking amazing. No, there's a theme. It's I can't too put, short. I can't put my finger on what the fucking theme is, but we'll figure it out by the end of the show. Um, I also would request, boys, uh, that is Goat's official pick, but just as a discussion movie, uh, Megan is getting mm. amazing reviews. People are saying it's funny and scary and all the good stuff, and it is. Uh, it's our boy from. Um, um, Double Face. So we got to go see him. James Wan, right? Isn't that who it is? I think he's he's producing it. Well, he's got yeah. he's involved. I saw it's, it's Blumhouse. I saw so. him doing an interview about it, and I generally trust that dude. Yeah, so. they're, they're putting it over. Malignant is the movie that yes. I meant to say. <laughs> that's, that's the movie I meant to say. Okay, so uh, do you guys mind seeing that? It's still in the theater. Yeah, that'll be oh, cool. That cool? Yeah, I, anytime you want. Also, if anybody's free, I'll put together tickets for that for uh, Alamo if you guys want to make the trip. Right on. Okay, should we um should we dip our toe into equilibrium or should we take the piss break? What are you guys up for? Ooh, because I think we're gonna spend some time on Kingdom of Heaven. I'm good to keep going. Yeah, you want to do one yeah. more? Yeah, it's fine. All right, that sounds good. Um, I so- mean, if Jester says yeah, who am I? Yeah, to man, say if he yeah. doesn't have to piss. Uh, well, before we do any of that, uh, the great Mark Borger, Jimmy, if you don't mind, I'm gonna need you to get alcohol poisoning for this gentleman. Oh, boy. He just went absolutely. As the kids say, hard. Wait a minute, hard. What do they say? What's AF? What's ham? Going ham. Went ham. Ham. Hard as a motherfucker, right? Isn't that what ham means? Do we have any? No, I didn't know that. That was an an acronym. Is that what that means? You didn't know that's what that meant. I mean, I just I I know the phrase "going ham." This is embarrassing right now. If anyone's watching this on the internet, we're losing (laughs) all of our street cred. I was like ham fisted. But, ham you know. is hard as a motherfucker is what it stands for. So I see. knowing no ham is that's a nice way of saying it so you don't get uh, censored. You Thank are plugged you. in, my friend. I'm really Look plugged in. Yeah. Exactly. Just like Dylan's plugged in when he's going over Twitter when he's hosting the show. With <laughs> I'm still looking at the director, man. He's trying to figure Holy out what shit. Sam Raimi's done. God so who, who is this? Hold on. Sam Raimi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guarantee you don't like any of his movies because it's not a bunch of skinny white people standing weirdly oh, at no, a party. Sp- Spider-Man 3 was awesome, man. Oh, wow. You're going to blame him for that? You're going to blame him for... I'm not. I'm not. God damn it. Big, Although big, I will big say, to Oz fan with James Franco. I blame him for Doctor Strange and the <laughs> yeah, Multitude of Madness. That was uh, fucking that dog was, shit. That was a tough movie. That was rough. The Pizza Papa. Yeah. <laughs> I, forgot that, I forgot the movie came out. I don't understand. It's a multiverse. Why don't you did. just have him be Ash Williams? Have him be standing there with a chainsaw in his hand. Everyone would have gone crazy. Yeah. That would have been pretty funny. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. Jimmy. <laughs> You know, if you don't mind. I blew the bladder, blew the bladder. Hey there, boy. Man, I love the good <laughs> ship grease one. That's my favorite variant so far. Mark Borger, thank you so much for the generosity. You are a mensch, my friend. I believe Mark Borger coming up for the stew-off on Friday. Looking forward to that. We have some beautiful donations coming. Ooh. We'll get to all you guys. Oh, God. Thank you so much for the support. It is much appreciated. Okay. Um, Equilibrium is a movie that I have seen. Um, I think, Goat, you had not seen <laughs> I it. I had not. Uh, really? Jester, you had not seen it? I had not. Dylan Narang, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Of course. You like movies. Uh, Dawson. Yeah. I had seen it. I'd seen it once. I saw it in the theater, and then I saw it again <laughs> 150 times after that. It is um, <laughs> It's a very early 2000s movie, and the critics actually pan this movie, and what they said about it on the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, I actually agree with. Equilibrium is a reheated mishmash of other sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah, is. 100%. It's Brave New World. It's 1984. It's fucking uh, The Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix is all over this movie. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love Gun Kata. Um, <laughs> Christian Bale is ripped and shirtless for most of this movie. Um, 
Tay Diggs is in this movie. He gets his face sliced off. I, uh, the, the broad, I, there's parts where I don't really understand the way that her character kind of was fleshed out. Um, Emily Watson. Is that who it is? Yeah. What else was she in? She's a soldier. I'm trying to remember. She's in a bunch of early She's 2000s. Breaking the Waves. Um, What's something we have we would have seen? Dawson? Yeah, actually, I, I don't know why I dropped that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's familiar. <laughs> they were just like, why the fuck did you say oh, that? I know. <laughs> she is the blind chick in, in Red Dragon. That's who yes. she is. That yes. is what I know oh. her from. And she's excellent in that. She's so. a great actress. Yeah, she's good. Um, I'm getting the vibe you guys don't like this movie as much as I do. So 40% on the tomato meter, 81% from the audience. That is a huge disparity. There are only 90 reviews from critics, 250,000 from the audience. So you can go take that in Dylan Earmuffs, uh, an hour and 47 minutes. They get, <laughs> it all, they get it all done in an hour and 47 minutes. Basic plot, everybody knows it. Emotion's bad. Take the pill. Don't feel anything. And they've got the Grammaton clerics. Woo! Who came up with that? Give them a raise. Uh, these guys go out into the woods and they just kill everyone and they burn the Mona Lisa right at the beginning of the movie. I got her fucking popping every time I see that. Great opening. Great opening to it. He's ducking down. Um, very difficult for me to be objective. I've I've loved this movie for about twenty years. So uh, anybody would like to start? Anybody have any feelings? Emotions? Thoughts? I. The action sequences in this movie were fantastic. Yes. I cannot take anything away from that. The idea of gun kata, while... I love gun kata. Well, it might be... Yes! Gun kata! A bit ludicrous. How do you feel I about, you're ludicrous! How do you feel <laughs> about Sense Offender? Huh? I love Sense Offender. <laughs> I, I, again, while it might be ludicrous, I think the fact that they justified it in-universe was really strong. I like that they were like, look, we've done the calculations on how any of this can work out, and it's just in our brains, and that's how gun kata works. They've got to give always... them Matrix powers without them being in the Matrix, goat. Precisely. Try to stick with it. <laughs> no, I'm actually with that. Oh. I think that that part is, you know, when you look at it and you see the word and you watch the first time, you go like, oh, okay, come on. But then you go like, no, no, no. It's kind of like how Star Trek makes things work right. in universe. And you go like, yes, as long as it's consistent in universe. Now, the consistency in universe kind of tends to crack a little bit when the whole emotions are bad. No one is allowed to feel emotions. And yet everyone is smirking at the camera at some point in time or... Why don't you think Getting they have a like grumpy it, or don't you think it's like when you feel your arm after it's been severed, like mm -hmm. they have vestiges of what emotion was and you, I mean, you guys fake emotions all the time. Like you laugh <laughs> at jokes that Jester says, oh, they're yeah, not funny. Yeah, You're yeah. just being God fucking dude. polite. Like, we're, <laughs> hanging, <laughs> we're hanging out here. Dotson said, thank you for this horrible lamp. Ah. Like, I mean, it's just something that you do because it's part of being a human. I thought that was pretty easy to crack. Although we're not, <laughs> I missed my morning dose. Yeah, well, no shit. Exactly. I don't think you did. I don't have you know an eight year old that's going to turn me into the cops if I happen to guffaw at it's something. It's a there. movie, goat. The Enterprise is not hurtling through the cosmos. Hate to break it through. No, yeah, I mean, goat. I think that's a I, documentary filmed in real you're, time. You're picking a lot of nits I right think, now. Yeah, I think you're being a little mean, dude. Like this is this is kind of like the oh, why wouldn't you teach? astronauts how to drill instead of drillers how to be astronauts right. like, see, it's like because it's a wacky like, movie you know, like how, how the fuck are you gonna direct people you're gonna be so focused on that that <laughs> i think like the rest of the movie would suffer if you're trying to make sure every frame no one's cracking a smile like clearly the the focus of this is the action sequences and yeah we're we're using the the emotion plot line as a just a background to have as many of these shootout 
kung fu gun. He kills a hundred cops because they were going to kill a puppy, and I'm for it. Yeah, I was. Fair. I was there for it. Um, Kurt Wimmer, by the way, directed this. You know him because he wrote Point Army, Break. Army of Darkness. He wrote Point Break. <laughs> and also, this is a fucking bombshell. Yeah, he, he wrote Street Kings, the greatest movie of all time, oh. which I'm so excited about. Now, he did direct Ultraviolet, Ultraviolet also, yeah. which is egregious. I believe it was his follow-up to this. Yeah. And I remember them saying from the director of Equilibrium, and I'm like, God, that movie was out of the theaters in a month. If like, I mean, excuse me, in a week. I don't see what else. Total Recall remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some regrettable stuff. Uh, Law-abiding citizen. He wrote some good shit. That's not terrible. That's all right. It's pulpy. He wrote Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and directed it. What do you, no. what do, you, what do, you do with did Thomas he, Crown Affair? No, I'm just... No, yeah, he, he, he wrote Thomas Crown Affair. Uh, he's, That's not he's, terrible. He's got, the, the Recruit with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Salt. Oh, my he's, God. I forgot about Salt. He's fucking Josh McDaniels. He should be an offensive coordinator, not a Yeah, he's coach. a good writer. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so did you like it or not, Goat, for God's sakes? I enjoyed it. All I didn't... Right. I don't have huh. the same... I'm sorry. I don't have the same emotional investment. Do they say cleric enough to you? I know there's a lot of clericing going on. Sure. <laughs> Cleric. Also, there was like a lot of suspicion for people feeling that I just, I don't think he was doing an, like there's like, oh, Cleric, why haven't you, oh, uh, you want to be able to log that? I'm like, they're very suspicious of him and he's supposed to be. Immediately. Yeah, he's, he's like the alpha dog approach. Cleric. Yeah. He's like when the Gestapo shows up, it's like, okay, well, yeah. we're going to not question your methods here. It, it, I think there was, he also didn't do all that great a job of covering his tracks. Not at all. At all. And I, that's where I feel like. He held, he kept that subterfuge up for a very long time with no effort, and then it turned out. I guess the the whole twist was that the guy in charge was on to him the whole time, and so that's why he just sort of let him do whatever it was that I he guess. was doing to, to get to, to get to, to the, the, underground. the underground. I thought yeah. the whole twist was his son was feeling the whole time, yeah. and then bailed him out. That was just. An, I think that was a nice that's a nice moment. reveal. Yeah. yeah, because the whole time you think that kid's a fucking narc. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a stool pigeon. And that, and that kid, he's a creepy kid too. Good yeah, casting. I don't like him. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, <laughs> how about uh, I fucking turn you in? I know. Man? I feel like the, the moment Bale starts feeling feeling emotion, he's like, "All right, I'm, I got to get rid of these kids. Right. <laughs> like, these kids got to go, dude." Yeah, the the kid, the son, gone. The girl, well, she gets to stick around because she's you're, at least you're like surprised. The kids want the dad to be okay because he killed the mom. Like it was his fault. Yeah, turned her the mom, in. Yeah. yeah, got thrown into a furnace. Yeah, they also live in a society, though, where they're being told all of that. So I, I think they... The constant brainwash. Yeah, I don't know how much you can you can put on them for understanding everything that's going on, all the nuance of what you have to decide. But you could say the whole society believes this. This is how we're supposed to act. You could you could take that step with them yeah. if you're going to go with the rest of the movie, Chad. I wonder if psychotics, like, would it affect what psychotics do? They still kill people, right? They're not doing it because of emotion. They have a chemical imbalance. Like with the, whatever that shit is, like with that with that take away all murder because if you're having someone out there, if you have maniac cop out there, like his brain isn't working. Well, right, you don't, you don't feel bad about the murder, right? You don't feel any kind of guilt. Yeah, about his it. yeah, his killings were emotionless because he was brain dead. Yeah, that's the one aspect of this. I would wonder like um, how that would work. Well, I think anybody who's imperfect has probably been removed from society by the time you get to here. I think if this yeah. movie came out now, it would be picked apart for these reasons. Oh, absolutely, and that's one reason that I I was really happy watching this is I just for I think the rest of the night I was like what else came out in 2002 that was just like standalone movie that like I would have gone to see in theaters like what else was was not IP that just was coming out on a weekly basis yeah like, we still had that in 2002 mm -hmm. and I mean same we'll get to it same thing with Kingdom of Heaven just a standalone R-rated movie 
that people are going to be talking about. It's going to make money. It's a blockbuster. Like that doesn't it it doesn't exist now. No. And I I really appreciate it. It's the same reason like I'll go back and watch some of those M Night movies that are questionably bad. But I'm like shit, this was like at least an original thought that was coming out and it made a ton of money and, and, went for and it. everyone talked about it and I just wish that we had more of that now. Two things about this movie also. One is this was Christian Bale coming right off American Psycho. I mean, this is before he was a superstar superstar. So the, you got him kind of in that Patrick Bateman I'm not feeling things yeah. the same way everybody else is. And also, right at the beginning, as Sean Bean is introduced, and then he is aced out. Like, yeah. that, that is something that he went it's through in his typecast and until, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones. I mean, what is it? Uh, GoldenEye? Same yeah. fucking thing happens to him. I mean, it happens to him in every movie that he's in, so... Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah he kind of felt... Well, he was a dick, though, at yeah. least. At least in Boromir, right? Yeah. He played yeah. Boromir. <laughs> yeah, he deserved to be whacked out in that one. Tried to go after the ring. <laughs> right as he redeemed himself, he died. I tell you what, man, they cut out a lot of good shit in those movies, so those hobbits could stare lustfully at each other, didn't they? My <laughs> goodness gracious. There's some fun That's stuff. That's a show in and of itself. Wow, do they show some fun stuff they cut out. We'll get to that in Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, so did you like it, Daddy? Yeah, I've, oh. I've, I had seen this a long time ago, so like like when I was like 14, so I just remember like, okay, cool action movie, sci-fi. I was really excited to revisit it because like R-rated science fiction, that's kind of all I want nowadays. And it was like watching it for the first time again. All I really remembered was that, like, the context of the movie. Couldn't remember what happened, so I couldn't remember that the kid was actually feeling the whole time. Right. I, I thought for sure that the kid was going to narc him out. And uh, it's it's really cool to revisit. This is something where you can catch 40 minutes of it on TNT or something like that. Or just, I don't know, I'm bored. I've been drinking. I just want to throw on something as I fall asleep. Uh, this is this is I think a go to. The best scene in the Matrix, arguably, is the scene where Trinity and Neo um, guns, lots of guns, and they're going down that yeah. corridor with the pillars and they're shooting everything. Yeah, they ripped that off directly yeah. in this movie, <laughs> and it's great. And then the That's scene a very where, valid criticism yeah. that people are mad about the Matrix. I don't give a fuck about that. So yeah, when they, when not, they yeah. throw the two magazines in the middle and like it's right, and he flips cool. over it. It's Love fucking it. cool. It's man. fucking great. It's like, hey man, this is one of the coolest action sequences we've ever seen in our lifetime. Fuck it. Let's try to do it again in our movie. I, you know, I'm sure the people that made the Matrix were pissed off about it, but I'm not. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching movies. Yeah, this this movie totally works for me. Uh, Jimmy, what'd you think, Bud? I had a lot of fun with it. It was, um, I, I got a lot of the Matrix feels, but because I had never seen this one, it kind of just brought it right back to the front of my mind, which was nice to to kind of relive. Um, I also, I got a. I don't know how I got here exactly. It's hard to explain, but I got like a free jack feel. Have you guys ever seen? Yeah, that with movie? Uh, I believe Mick Jagger and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when <laughs> that's they a bad were, movie. When they were in the future, that's kind of what I felt like. Like this is almost in this realm, and it it made me very happy. Yeah, you either like free jack or you're the rest of what us. The fu- Mick Jagger in the future, free jack. <laughs> you haven't seen free yeah. jack, dude? No. I think, is that on Sutherland yeah, that's, and free jack? That's a rough too? movie, dude. No, Neil uh, Neil um, White Hair Generations Star Trek. Neil oh, Christ. Anthony Hopkins oh. is in there? Oh, there you yeah, go. Yes. All right, very good. Yeah. There's a bunch of people in that movie. You should watch that movie. The Ghost yeah. of Christmas Past. I think it's known from for... Scrooge. It's like infamously known... Michael Caine? Oh, the Ghost of Christmas Buster Past. Buster Poindexter? The guy in the cab. Go back oh, to Jersey, oh, oh, you moron! Yeah. I, for some reason, I was zeroed in on Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I have Sorry. no idea why. That happens to me a lot, actually. Oh, this no. guy made Young Guns, too. Like, look, you're watching Birth of a Nation. Like, oh, I thought this was the Muppet, Muppets, <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. I thought that was Michael Caine. I'm sorry. Yeah, I always think it's Michael Caine. Do you know I thought you were Richard Pryor? 
<laughs> I had to explain that joke to my wife. Weird yeah, choice by Disney Plus doing Muppets Birth of a Nation, by the way. Yeah, that'd be a strange... I wonder who they would option to do that. Jordan Peele, I would assume. Um, Dylan, what'd you think of uh, this movie? Well, you, don't, you don't like movies is the problem. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? Listen. Listen. I think uh, Kurt Wimmer, Kurt Wimmer, <laughs> he's a good writer. He's written a lot of good stuff. Um, I think I don't remember if he had something directed in there that we all like. Um, I don't think but, so. But um, you know, it feels like one of those ideas that you would come up with. Like it almost feels like one of those film schooly ideas. What if no one could feel, man? And you just try to take <laughs> that as far as you can go with it. And it's it's a hard one to come down on because he's got Christian Bale. He's got all these amazing actors in it, and they're doing really really good work there were all the performances were great um i guess production design was really good for what it was it's just i didn't i didn't i didn't relate to a lot of the response or the the choices that were made there, there wasn't a lot of stuff there that was like oh yeah that makes sense that i like that a lot or i like this design or i like this or i like where we are now it, it was you know i think there's also for me i'm going to bring some personal stuff in i think this movie was one that that other guy i'm not friends with who loved heat loved this movie yeah and he kept pushing it at me and kept saying watch this e equilibrium watch this. yeah huh. he and he just kept doing that and i was like i already didn't want to watch it i watched it and i was like all right it, i can see why you wanted me you, to watch you it you like much, michael mann so much you're giving that guy too much power over you brother yeah, <laughs> you're, you're missing out on good movies because you're mad at that dude it could be could be i don't know um so yeah for me it wasn't insane, it was, was it it was not saying zane didn't tell you to watch equilibrium zane, zane, zane. no no zane did not he tell me down. he told me something else but it was not watch equilibrium all right was it watch um, him in another movie? Watch Titanic. Watch Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Back to theaters next month, by the way. Titanic in 3D, I think. Jeez. Oh, that's, the, that's the second time they've done that, by the way. Wow. Well, I mean, mm. why wouldn't James Cameron have enough money? Every time they do, it makes a pile of money, though. Yeah. I mean, why go. wouldn't you do it? Let's go. They're no. making. I'm not. I hate it, that movie. They're they're not making. They're making. You think re-releasing -re Titanic is any less original than the 500th comic book movie we're going to get this year? No, I'm it's, not saying it's it the is. same shit. People love it. Yeah. You just went to go. What did you just go see in the theater? Mulholland Drive. All right, get a hold of yourself. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Since you brought it up What's earlier, Chad, I can't believe. Like, I, I think it is really. I don't know when you want to talk about it. But I'll bring it up right now, just for a second. All right. That Cameron is getting so many people out to see Avatar two. Yeah. It's been so long since Avatar one, and the people that are going, like, we're not going. But I, they're. Dottie went. Yeah, I went. Oh, did you? I'd rather die. I mean, I honestly, I mean, it's not for me. I'm, a, I'm offended. Was it good? People are saying went. it's good. It's it's really cool. It's 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 not it's not good. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Like it's 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 cool. it's an if, experience in the theater. If you are going to see it once in your life, you should go while it's on I'm the not. biggest. You should see it on the biggest screen mm. possible with the best. Excited to go, go into to, a go casket. to Tyson's corner, see the Dolby Atmos, that, uh, Dolby Digital. That. That's, that's that's the best way to watch but it. But that's what everybody said about the first one too. Like they yeah. said, and I did that, and it was fucking horrible. It, but, Avatar: The Weight of the Water. It's it's a two and a half, but it's fucking cool um right. i went the day after the christmas it's like show, a theme park ride. so i was really fucking hungover and i spent a little bit of it looking at the wall because i thought i was going to be sick but when i was looking at the screen it sounds amazing at the, 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 by the way yeah, <laughs> what an endorsement cool. i had i had a giant coke i had a smart water and an icy i was oh, three beverage yeah. dotty to get wow through. Yeah. hopefully there's Holy. a Zack snyder cut of avatar 2 make you real happy uh, i think that's one of like. those actually counts as a beverage well, <laughs> well the fact the fact that he can get people out again is pretty pretty amazing because i, I know I there's agree. a lot of people that don't go and won't go I, I saw a little bit of it on a screener and i was just like man there's a lot going on here yeah but dude who because i i felt the same way with this before this movie came out i felt like everybody i spoke to said 
I don't know why they're making another one. I didn't like the first one that much. It didn't age well. I'm not going to go see this one. And it's made billions of dollars. And it's gonna it's going to break. It's going to make money. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't make money. It has to be a top five movie all time to break even. It's going to do it. I mean, it passed Maverick in what? Three weeks? How long was Maverick out? Like the entire year. summer. Yeah, we yeah. Got through August. And with I endless think it came news. back again. Yeah, with it's, endless it's cycles. It's really about long, a, too, right? It's, it's like three a three-hour yeah. movie? I like. I, huh? took, I took a little bit of a huh? yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> so, yeah, all you yeah. need to do is add 3D. I mean... <laughs> Look, the reason I saw this I'll is because like, I, I wanted to know for myself, right? I, I had a pretty good idea of how I was going to feel about it, but... I have to, I've said yeah. this before like I have to know for myself like if it's sure. a, a sure. good friend or just some random person on the internet it's great that you feel that way and you think that I'm going to feel this way but I still like and that's just, I'm I'm, I I'm crazy that. I just have no, no, to fucking I, I have to experience it for myself that's why I go to see this stuff and uh I was like, if there's going to be a way to see this, it's got to be opening weekend when the energy is up, and maybe this will be the best experience. And that was the best well, experience that I could it, get. It's still a fucking two-and-a-half movie that right, because there's if not much to it if besides you're, the if you're If you remove the spectacle from it, you're left with the content of the motion which picture, is, which is not, what no one not. ever praises. It's it's Everybody goes, it was a visual spectacle. It was an experience on a giant screen. It was the kind of thing you can't get anywhere else. Usually, any praise for both of the Avatar movies stops at that. Right. At least, but if in you my take the experience. roller coasters out of an amusement park, you got overpriced food and screaming kids. Right. I mean, yeah. No, but that's what and I that's mean. What this yeah. movie yeah. Is, it's the same man. thing. It's a roller coaster. Dylan, let me ask something. There, there's a bunch of people that haven't gone to movies yet that went to see this piece of shit. Is this good for movie theaters? I see. Here's what I think. I think Avatar stands alone. I mm-hmm. I, I don't think Avatar. It's, it's like not going to break the seal. It's when for Conor anybody. McGregor when Conor McGregor fights, he does not bring new UFC fans. He brings Conor McGregor fans, and you're going to be way up here in pay per view rates, uh, higher than all the other fights. I don't think there's a trickle down effect. There's there's Dave Matthews fan fans and there's music fans. Since since you asked, you know, I haven't I haven't like sat on it and thought about the question that deeply, but it seems like. People are going to go because first they're getting teenagers, they're getting young twenties, they're they're getting uh, that part maybe, mystifies maybe a, me. By a the way, a different demo than us, but that's who they're getting. Have and they been watching the first one on Blu-ray no, for like no. the past twenty-five years? I don't know about it. Maybe. We, I mean, we know a couple like twenty-three-year-olds that went, and they they never see, even seen the first one. They just they went because maybe because everyone's talking about. It. I don't know how they want to spend three hours, three three ten. And I'll tell you, when I saw it, it was three hours ten minutes, I groaned. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, which brought up take our, that our for what it's worth. Yesterday. Yes, but I, I do think. Um, look, I, I think for the theaters, it's obviously going to do incredibly well for them. It is doing incredibly well for them. But what they need is for you to get to the next movie. If you do really well here, they're making their they're making whatever uh, money they need to make to get to the next quarter. And then they're like, all right, what's the next movie? We can start getting people back in here. Maybe they'll continue going. Maybe they'll see it's fun. Maybe there's other things we can do. If if that doesn't happen, right. then it is old. Di- you know, theaters are kind of dying. I just wonder if it's enough. There are still people that are weird about COVID. There are. I mean, I yeah. I don't know a lot of them, but there are. If they, I guess the argument would be they go out to see Avatar two. The world doesn't end. They don't drop dead. It's like, oh, I'll go see another movie. Is that what we're hoping? I just don't Maybe. think Avatar. I don't think Avatar helps every everybody else. It it's not the rising like tide. No, I don't think it does either. The 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 best. I think the best case scenario is that it's a big blockbuster action epic that isn't a Marvel or DC movie. Yeah, and this I mean, now that's has. A good to, but point. I mean, you could also say the same thing about Top Gun Maverick. You know, this is maybe this is on a, a larger scale, just as like a true like epic movie. But 
I, I would say the same thing about both of those is like this is something that isn't the biggest IP and a reason to get more casual moviegoers out. Well, listen, listen. Uh, I think what you're saying, uh, Dot, Dottie, I, I think is great. But when we say, uh, as far as the studios go and the exhibition points they have with these theaters, they don't play independent movies anymore. They don't no. pay, play three million, five million, ten million. It's very, very, very rare. They only look for that hundred million dollar, two hundred million dollar movie to program with. And sometimes I think the studios say, you better program mine for ten theaters. 10, 10 of your screens, or you're not going to get the next one. You better do Doctor Strange, or you better do, uh, what was that horrible one? Black Widow, even as oh. even though it's horrible. Because if you don't, you're not going to get whatever the well, next Doctor Strange is horrible, too. I mean, so they're I, all horrible. I think there's a part of that that comes into play. And no, this, when we say, Chad, when you say, is this good for other movies or other, you know, well, it's good for studios because they will continue making massive movies. I don't mm-hmm. like it, but that's not... And, and, I mean, and when we say, you know, when we say Top Gun Maverick, and it was a, in a, you know, it was his own movie. He didn't need to see the first one and all that. All that is true, and it's a great movie, and it's going to get nominated for stuff if it hasn't already. The the thing that we're forgetting, and we we just kind of always gloss over, is it's still a. Um, oh, fuck. Come on, use Come your on. I'll get there. I'll get so there. Snapping, yeah. snapping, upset, sir. Oh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> oh, Come on. It's still a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, but dude, and he is his own. But like, Tom kind of Cruise spends a year and a half. Prepping for the role and jumping out of helicopter. Yeah, yeah. This is mm-hmm. green screen mm-hmm. schlock. You can't even recognize the actors in this fucking movie. Now look, I, James Cameron's sixty-eight years old, and he's you. Can, there's nobody that's done what he's done. He does all he does is make movies and make a billion dollars, and it's it's crazy. I, I don't like a lot of the comments he made leading up into this, where he's basically condemning Terminator Two and some of these other amazing films that yeah. I love of his. But who is who? Who do what he do? Like, who do you point uh, to and say... Who's going to say no to him, too? Who's the one yeah. guy? Yeah. And Donnie makes a great point. There, there's no Superman attached to this. There, there's no Star Wars. It's This is his shit. Like, he made this it's his up. his vision. And, like, and I, it sucks. I, I and he somehow figured... It, man. But he somehow got away. Everyone buys into it. And I, I feel sometimes isolated and alone because I'm like, I, what am I fucking missing with these movies? Like, clearly, I can't just sit back and enjoy this thing that everyone else is sitting back and enjoying i don't think you're missing anything i think it goes to the fact that you don't like fireworks i don't like fireworks. right but but people love fireworks that is true and this is fireworks okay that's a great way to put it that's a very good analogy that's the if if you're looking you're looking for a movie for a little bit more substance you're looking for a little bit more engagement and there are people who are just like ooh. this is going to be a visual spectacle and i can sit here for three hours and go ooh. but i like pacific rim I like Pacific Rim. What is that? Would you not describe that the same way? I think there's a little bit more to Pacific Rim. I, I think, think there's more heart in Pacific Rim. Just in, in in there's more heart in just like the way that that movie is made. Right. Where that movie is is you know a love letter to you know some of to the, the big the, kaiju yeah, era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some Jap- some Japanese filmmaking. Like... Um, I think there's really inspired performances in Pacific Rim. You know, you got Charlie Day in there, um, and. Uh, there's not a, a really he's inspired performances from the Navi. Well, <laughs> I think like I think Cameron's is that your review? Is, <laughs> it's, my, it's, my, it's my official review, by the way. I think Harry to Roy. But like, what what is Cameron passionate about? Like, he made Titanic, and then he said, "I'm gonna just hang out in the fucking ocean, and I'm gonna put out three documentaries about the ocean." Yeah, and nobody saw them, but he's so into technology. And and that I think is what Avatar is. is I think I hate that part. He's of it. pushing. Yeah, I really, but that's I really what it do. Is, is I think he is pushing technology, and he's like, look it's at a tech what demo. look at what I am coming up with, and what I can do 
you know, just on a technical crazy level. Crazy considering he's the Terminator guy and that he's yeah. the one. And, and by the way, technology is ruining sports. Endless fucking replays, endless sensors on balls. It, it's it's it doesn't help. I, some parts of it do. All right, I, I admit, seeing Optimus Prime walk onto a fucking movie screen, you're like, holy shit. Well, I'll That's be crazy. damned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, holy shit. But then five minutes later, you're like, okay, now what? You know, now 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 what do we do? And now we're getting back to Shakespeare in the round. Now now that we need the betrayal and the plot and the humans and the and the and the performances. So. I don't know. Well, listen, dude, uh, Chad, I- I'm not defending green screen or any of that, but when uh, I'm going to take it back for a second when we talk about Tom Cruise, he is an industry. If you st- there's there's how many people at this table, if Tom Cruise was coming out with another movie, would say wouldn't already say I think I might want to see that. Let me well, check out what it's because it's Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, and it's going to be a ten out of ten. It will be, but we're talking about yeah. it's the same thing as a superhero <laughs> movie. He's he's like three hundred million dollar budget, two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, but that's Tom Cruise. It's, I, it's, I agree. Is that someone else's children's book? Is what I'm saying. Top Gun isn't fucking doesn't have 75 years of readership of people being familiarized with the characters that have ingratiated them into going to see a film about them. Hmm. Get out of here. Go, go, go. I, I like what you said, but I did want to bring up something about um, why James Cameron. James Cameron's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. He makes he's made so many movies that we all like. I do. You, you can't argue it. You can't. Uh, I I also think there's something in the industry where the studios decide they want to push something and they push it. And that's it. Oh yeah, they decide. Dude, the whole industry rallied around this movie. They decide that's it. This the is, press everyone. This is our movie. This is our actor. This is who it's going to be. Who is that? Who's that actor who was in? Um, uh, he was in the first Avatar. Who's that guy? Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Sam. At some point, they decided Sam Worthington was the guy. Dude, they did for a and while. And for like three or four movies, really massive bad. movies, and then he just kind of went away. What about Clash the, of the Titans? Yeah, Clash oh, of the Titans. Boy. What about what about the Cannibal guy, the Lone Ranger? I mean, that, oh, right, 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 oh, right, same right, thing right, with him. He yeah. never had a hit, and he was just. He was just some yeah. for some reason sitting at the top of the food chain for five years. Yeah, they just jump onto someone, and that's it. Jennifer Lawrence for a little while. They were like, yep. "This is." Yeah, the but person. you're shitting on Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise no, 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 no. produces. He is the box office receipts to warrant the faith put in. Brother, him. look, if Tom Cruise makes a movie, we're all gonna go. Yeah, me yeah. naked. We're <laughs> well, let's go watch Oblivion tonight. Can we review Oblivion? Did you guys like that it's movie? A good movie? Yeah, as it's long great. as you keep it's your clothes great. on. It's great. Same director. No, I can't make that. Uh, all right, I can't well, make then that I'll, I'll have a private screening at home. Then <laughs> there's no commitment like that. I'm prepared. No to make offense, with you. but yeah. I'm taking a little bit of offense. Guy doesn't make a bad movie, except for that. Uh, that what was that dragon one? Way, 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 way back. This is his second legend. One. Legend. Yeah, that's really Scott. Oh. There's some bad movie. He makes bad movies. What name one? Uh, Besides I don't, that, I don't like Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, I don't like Vanilla Sky. Kubrick, you like Vanilla Sky? I haven't that's seen tough. Vanilla that's Sky. A tough that's that's a blind spot for me, and, and that's a lot of people criticize that one the most. Yeah, it's bad. Eyes Wide Shut is a. I don't like. I don't like him being mm-hmm. the bald guy in Tropic Thunder. Everyone else seems to think that's... <laughs> look at this more. height of you hilarity. You saw who just laughed with his like teeth that. out, right? Everyone loves him in that movie. That yeah, movie stinks. I, I like that. It's way too over the top. <laughs> it's oh, that's a regrettable hey, movie. How about Magnolia? Two hour forty minute movie. Magnolia stinks. He makes bad movies all the time. But but so so he's how do not, you feel about? No, he's just in on. those movies too, though. But, he's but, not making. But he's those in movies. Minority Report. That's Go watch Minority Minority Report has green screens up the asshole and compare that to Avatar. It's a ten times better movie. Made a, a third of the money. So if I, wanna, I want to ask you though, you're, Great you are podcast you're too. often, and I know oh. this is you know sometimes. <laughs> the, the t- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times, and this is, you know, obviously it's conversation for shows, <laughs> stuff like that. You you defend folks that are, are trying to break out of their wheelhouse and do something different, like yes. like Machine Gun Kelly making two really I defend bad him rock trying novels. something new and succeeding so at it. That's what Tom Cruise did with Magnolia. 
Okay. Where he had been in Mission Impossible, he had been. He, I think he's already certified himself yeah, as man. an action star. It's just not for me. Then, I understand the merits of the film, but it's just people, not for me. people crit- A lot of people blew him up. I think he's amazing in that movie. But a lot of people talked a lot of shit of, about him for that role, and he has not been in like a dramatic role since. That's where he fully leaned into making action movies. And I think that there's good for him. some He's untapped, good at it. but there's some untapped, untapped potential. There but don't you also admire have a whole people? New world of Tom Cruise movies. Don't you admire him for saying people love me for this and I'm good at it, so if, I'm going to work really hard. You, Unlike Jim Carrey, who fucking decided I'm better than what everyone loves me for, and then ruined the rest of his career. It's embracing your inner ACDC. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Is, Tom Cruise is ACDC, except ACDC doesn't put out <laughs> albums that people buy now. They want to hear Highway to Hell over and over and over again. True. If ACDC was putting out rock records that DC 101 was playing, then they would be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has remained relevant into his late 50s, early 60s as an action hero. Name someone that can do that. There's no one else. He, he, is, he is one of a kind. But I, I, I would be excited to get into an era where era. Yeah, like he, he gets Tom Cruise <laughs> is 65. Now at 65, he probably looks 45. But, but I'd like to see him... Go back. That's why I think if he gets nominated or gets a lot of love from the Academy for Maverick, he maybe takes a chance and goes back to trying some type Bro, of. Bro, he's doing role. two Mission Impossible. Everyone, back to back. <laughs> but everyone loves him. All, directors love working with right. him. Clearly, so like, get well, him in bed with Scorsese. I don't need that. I, I, need, I, need, I need an Edge of Tomorrow have, sequel. Have that is all I need. Man. I want Edge of Tomorrow too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't you want, want him to make another Michael Mann. You don't movie? want Edge of Tomorrow too. I don't want him to make another Michael Mann movie. May I say that? I don't like. I don't like collateral as much as you do. I don't like collateral as much as you do. Shame. Well, I just don't. Love collateral. Yes. Heat shits on fucking collateral. Do we agree on that? <laughs> ah, you don't have to choose. Something. You don't have to choose. I'm happy to have both. Sheets I, and I Wawa, prefer baby. Miami Vice to collateral. That's that's where I'll leave it. I do too. Okay. <laughs> right, fair enough. That's the best movie ever made. All right. <laughs> There's a better movie, and it's Jim drinking a big old beer. Oh, that's oh. What I like. Actually, I need you to drink three beers. Oh, God. For Corey Rita. Holy shit. We're going we're gonna, to. Three beers. One. Yeah. <laughs> The one that we dropped on this man. I don't know what Corey Reed is doing. Do you have three beers, Jimmy? No, this is my last one. We can do one here, and then we'll take the piss. That's perfect. That's good. (laughs) We're gonna take the piss. Then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about midnight. What is it? Midnight Express? And then we're gonna fucking (laughs) we're talk about the midnight in the garden. Should should we do Midnight Express for the show? No. Although it could be, an, I mean, probably do big numbers on Facebook. Yeah, big laughs with that one. Oh, boy. Going to discuss our reviews of Midnight Express after Jimmy does this beer. <laughs> Are you ready, Jimmy? I'm ready. Hey there, Clinton. <laughs> hey, speaking of a guy that was an action hero that morphed into an uh, A-list director. There you go. Clint Eastwood. To make your point. He's still with us, by the way. I think he burped into the can. Oh, <laughs> I did hear that. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you again to Corey Rita. Absolutely murdered it. Absolutely. All right, let me find it. I know it's around here somewhere. Jimmy, you know where it is? I don't know if my head. Oh, I found it. All right. If you're on Facebook, stay there. We will be right back. For the rest of you, we are going to travel through time because there will be no gap in the... uh, In this... We're going to piss.
That's better. I needed that. Yeah. Bathroom breaks kick ass. What's that? There's oh, a cream filling. Cream filling. Just like the cookie Delicious. that was on top of it. Jimmy, which one do you have there? What is that? I'm not sure, but it's a lot of chocolate, and oh, it makes me very, very happy. fudgy. Very fudgy. Yes. That's a good description. Yes. I literally just have a bowl of this icing. You have a... Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. You get some ice. You, oh, you got yeah. some in the mustache. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you don't wipe your face. <laughs> oh, you might have some when you get home, buddy. Yep. Uh, Dylan brought us some cupcakes. This is for the ride home. For the boys. Everybody enjoying a little cupcake action after we pissed. I had a pistachio one. I already ate it. About three bites. Pistachio cupcake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, uh, pistachios are uh, so associated with uh, desserts. And you know? I love pistachio desserts. Uh, I know, but a there's pudding a... Pudding or an ice cream. It's okay. strange, though, because it's like, there's a, like, it's almost like pumpkin beer, where you're not really mm-hmm. tasting any pumpkin. Yeah. You know? It, it, yeah, it, like, pistachio flavor tastes different yeah, yeah. than, like, the actual nut. Because I also love just, like, shelled pistachios. Like, I love you know, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, like, coffee cake? I, mean, I feel like coffee cake doesn't taste a lot like coffee coffee. No. Yeah, coffee. You're supposed to have it with coffee. coffee. Is that, is that why it's called coffee? coffee. That is. Oh, shit. All right. But they have the other ones that taste What about coffee, coffee ice cream? Do taste like coffee, coffee ice cream tastes like coffee cake. Thought it was coffee. infused with coffee. I just yeah, watched Jester suck the cream filling because he's been on a diet. Cupcake. He's been on a diet. Jester, you good? <laughs> are you going to be our sex? Are you going to be? Our, oh my god! All that right, means okay. we're we all going to be pregnant. Yeah. There's children involved. We know how much not you love sex them. with children. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely yeah. don't think that should happen. We're on Facebook. Are children as a result. Hey, motherfucker! I didn't say it. <laughs> this episode is a bit racist. Here it is for your enjoyment. I will end Dukes if I can. Do you ever want to get accused of being a pedo? <laughs> well, here's the material you need. I'm Jim Ped. Oh, dear. <clears throat> Man. Jimmy looks like, God damn, I'll say you enjoyed that. Did you look to. See, maybe. Dude, yeah. just wipe oh, your okay, fingers. Oh, my God, the paper just went iPad, into his fucking dude. throat. Jimmy, maybe if you could slow down and enjoy it, it might. <laughs> there are some molecules left on this paper. Is there a screen protector on that iPad? Damn it. <laughs> he just inhaled the paper wrapping. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Oh, God, he's snorting chocolate. Imbi snorting chicken fingers three at a time. <laughs> all right, you all right? Man. Did you just wipe your hands with the paper from the, the, yeah, the cupcake? That's, that's done. inventive. Yours is gone, too. I ate mine before the microphones came on, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. Man. Well, I'll tell you what, Jim. I know what could uh, benefit you right now. Oh, what's that? So, wash that cupcake <laughs> oh, let's do down. That. Corey My Rita? God. You still over Corey Rita? You know how he is. All generous and shit. Swinging that big old phallus around. He ain't going to sell a laugh, but he got a big old crank. That's what I said. That's, that's, that, again, that's in his body. That's <laughs> I had that stitched into a cross point hung over my bathroom, <laughs> my toilet, actually. Oh, I can only hope Corey. to be described that way one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won't sell a laugh. He'll sling that hammer around, you know what I mean? Jesus. I'm sorry, Nino. Ooh, hey there, boy. There we go, yes. It's for our good friend, Corey Rita. The most generous man of the night, by the way. Top donator of the night. Thank you, Corey. I hear he's a nice guy. He really is. It's like when The Rock comes out of retirement. You know, like, who's going to fucking... <laughs> Rock's not going to do a job for anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that was five. It's only going to get worse. What? What? 
Not one word came out of that man's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he sounded like, right? Harry DeRoy. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> it's our old friend Harry DeRoy. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Harry DeRoy. <laughs> used to do play-by-play for the Cardinals back on, on five. If you're concerned about nuclear holocaust, buy one of our bomb shelters. Harry DeRoy and bomb shelters. <laughs> Harry DeRoy. Um, when we last left you, we were taking a piss break after discussing uh, Equilibrium, and uh, there was a final movie that we had, and that was um, a film that actually I've watched many times in my life, 2005's Kingdom of Heaven, clocked in at two hours and 25 minutes, or I like to call half a tapawingo. Half. Mm-hmm. Only half. half. Um, <laughs> Two-thirds. Hold on. Let's be honest. Two-thirds. Well, um... You're, you're, the truth is said in jest. Uh, <laughs> directed by Ridley Scott, which is notable, although he has some so, sort of um, Robin Hood is one of them. There's some. Oh, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, The Last <laughs> Duel. Uh, he's got some kind of epic period pieces that uh, Maybe didn't hit quite home. hit. He, yeah. I think he's fallen off a little bit in you the think? last couple of years, but 2005, he's still cranking out really good movies. Uh, you're higher on Hannibal than I am. I love I Hannibal. You, you really like Hannibal. But, it, well, um, it's it's an action movie with Hannibal Lecter as the protagonist. He's he's putting out really solid Funny. stuff around that time of the. I mean, so so Gladiator was two thousand. So this is a little bit removed from Gladiator. But Hannibal also very profitable. Yeah, Hannibal. Black Hawk Down was around the same time as well. Mm. Box office for this bad boy forty seven point four million on a one hundred and fifty million dollar budget. They filmed. On site in Jerusalem with I can't even imagine just the wardrobe for this fucking movie. Oh god. What it costs. That's what he does. He does scale, he does costume and makeup. It looks fucking good. Yeah. You know, if you budget up, because I think it was what was like 120 million, if you do the inflation for that, it's only around two hundred, which I was kind of surprised by. That's interesting. With the way it looked. I mean it's a, I mean, it's just an unbelievable uh the cast. Liam Neeson, Orlando Bloom, Ava Green, Jeremy Irons, uh Brandon Gleason, uh, basically every character actor you've ever seen Martin in any Sheen. one of these sword swinging movies. Yeah, the dude that's um, the dude that's the who's the guy that's fucking his sister in Game of Thrones. He's in this. Um, oh yeah. There's just there's everybody <laughs> you've ever seen in a sword swinging movie is in this movie. Um, I've always loved this movie, and I it was a pleasurable experience doing this because I don't remember when we decided to, but we said we were going to watch the director's cut, mm-hmm. and I somehow had never seen the director's cut. And the director's cut is so fucking good. It it is it, it lets you in on so much more with these characters, which is something I know Dylan is passionate about. That there's a there's a whole lead up where you, when you son of a bitch. Well, no, I'm serious. When you meet Orlando Bloom's character in the in the non director's cut, he's just hammering. He's a blacksmith, and he's just hammering iron. Like you have this whole. He throws his babies carriage into the fire there's this you know this cathartic let's go yeah. to work like it's just there's so much more in this movie um and i loved it before i saw it so i i'm excited I, go have you seen this one i had not seen the original that. i'm happy yeah. for that um you definitely have right now yeah i had seen kingdom of heaven before this was the first time with the director did you enjoy well. the og when you watched yeah. it yeah so did yeah, I. I i i thought it was great um it's it's a really good i think it's i would call it underrated people are under appreciated incredibly underrated people don't talk about it enough when it's this really great epic when we kind of stopped getting i guess troy was the year before okay which probably lended to this a little bit just like i love people troy were still, too troy's troy's awesome yeah. i would say this is a a better movie I agree. But, but Troy's awesome. Same deal. The director's cut of that, it's like an hour longer, and there's 
a lot of cool shit in there. Pretty that, 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 in that too, before. by the way. Thirty-nine <laughs> percent from the tomato meter for the mm. critics. That's thirty-nine that's for the theatrical cut. Correct. And I would assume. I wonder what time of year it came out. Because so two thousand five, yeah. biggest movie of the year was probably Revenge of the Sith. I would guess. Oh, five, seventy-two for sure. percent yeah. from the yeah. audience, though. Just, yeah, no one talks about this movie. No. No. Well, I, most people that I speak to aren't aware of the movie. The, the culmination of it were the the trebuchets are. Oh. Throwing the big flaming balls into Jerusalem, and then that the the maw of that um, the wall opens up, and they're just goring each other in the middle. It's some of the best. What was it called? Epic combat. I don't even know how you. Uh, it's a, sword it's and a sandal. Yeah. yeah, it's some of the. I mean, I don't. There's nothing in Gladiator I think that's better than the combat in this fucking no. movie. I mean, the fact that they're building to a what you know a multi day siege battle. Yeah. It, it, a, a well filmed. Siege battle at Castle Walls is one of those things that I will always be excited for. I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen as they're preparing for it because there's that tension as it leads up to it. And then once the action actually kicks off, you know you're in for some really quality stuff. I mean, one of the things that everybody, no matter what part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy you enjoy... The battle at Helm's Deep is one of those things that everybody goes, yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's fucking great. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're defending those walls, and there's like the, oh, we're going to find that one, you know, slice that we can get through to make everybody, you know, to breach the walls and make it all go to hell. Because you know that's coming eventually in a movie where something like that happens, but you're still along for the ride. You're waiting for it. And, and so they that's, build it. They build it in that yeah. movie really well, but they spend almost three hours building that like, Absolutely. final battle in this movie. Well, especially when you get, like, you Gee takes the whole army out, and they all get deep. They're dehydrated, and they're, like, what easily defeated. What a tool, defeated. by the way. Yeah. What a you great actor. Because oh, he's yeah. the biggest he's so, cock he's so I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. But choosing to to really just show us the aftermath of that and saving it all for, for this final battle is, I think, really smart. So, Di, you seem to know, how many extras were there? Oh God! I would I, let me. Is see it, if, if you I don't know off hand, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of hand. CG. In I didn't this either. Movie. I didn't either. Either that it or you great. know, it was 05, so they could do something, but it looks so seamless mm -hmm. it's that flawless. to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. did they just hire those old there, extras? There might have been because it was in the wake of the Lord of the Rings it was. where they'd mm -hmm. finally started to make the Lord giant of the, Lord of the Rings. You can kind of tell, right? You yeah, kind of tell. But a few years later, you had a little bit more advantage. There's but the scene still. where Balian rides out with his guard, and there's like that whole mass of the, oh. the Muslim troops. That has to be CG, I would assume. But I don't know, man. I um, don't know, man. It looks really good. Like you can, when you go shoot in some foreign land, you can get people real cheap. That's and, a good point. This was in Morocco okay. for the most part, and they've. I think you can get people yeah. real cheap in the, Morocco. The mummy was in Morocco as well. Um, like it's a popular Ghassan Massoud played Salahadine, and that guy is killed it at an eleven. I've yeah. never seen him in anything else. And they do such a good job of we we I don't know I get I get kind of wound up on everything being politically correct, but. They do a great job in this movie. It's probably the most polarizing conflict, you know, of our humanity's <laughs> right. lifetime. And you kind of understand where everyone's coming from for the most part. Like, mm -hmm. you don't... Renel de Chatillon, like, he's an asshole. Like, he's going yeah, around butchering yeah. everybody. And Guy de Lyon, He's like, out for blood. He wants to make his claim. Those yeah. guys are twats. But everybody else, you're kind of like, all right, yeah, they're just kind of on opposite sides of the same coin. And there's that fragile piece that you can feel as soon as he gets to Jerusalem and that it's being held together by kite string and yeah. hope. And yeah. you're just like, one false move ruins it. And there's people who want to tear it down for, I don't know, but yeah. just because they want to self-aggrandize or whatever. And you you get that that one moment where, he, where they're walking through and going like, look, 
none of this means anything. Mm-hmm. It's a spot in the dirt. You know, it's like it's just whatever it's worth. It's not worth what you think it is. And I I like that, you know, it's not very subtle in its whole uh, kind of, I guess, uh, takedown of what religion means on top of what the actual meaning of being a good person is. But that message is is strong and it and it resonates with all of the characters that you're rooting for in the movie. And I think that's that's big. Yeah, I, I think they did a really, really good job of what you're saying. Like coming out in 05, when any movie that had to do with anything like this was was hyper political or it was you know there was a lot of movies that were just saying Muslims are evil or you know we had September mm-hmm. 11th and we were um, in Iraq at that point so I think most of the movies were about that and I think this one just did a really really good job of even handedly not making anyone uh, on, on both sides with those major religions evil people yeah right like the, the hero you know when you're on when you're on the Christian side or you're on the Muslim side there is someone there who's like hey we're thinking about this the right way no one here is crazy. Yes, there are crazy people here and there. And they're the but, problems. Yeah, and they're the problems. That's, but, yeah. you know, I don't think anyone came out of that saying, I don't like Muslims. There's, I, I didn't. I mean, yeah, the, it doesn't every, make sense. Everybody seemed very relatable. Your quality will be known amongst your enemies, wherever you may find them. Like, there's so many great yeah. lines pretty, pretty in this movie. Pretty heroic stuff. Yeah. The, the, the part about the director's cut, and like, Donnie, you, you can attest to this because you've seen the movie before. The part in the beginning with, my, with Michael Sheen where he's just tormenting Balian. They don't flesh that out at all. So when he commits murder and he throws that, he lights that motherfucker on fire after he stabs oh. him in the belly. Like, yeah, he says something about his dead wife, but it, it really, it seemed like a, just a, a jump to action that didn't make sense. The director's cut, that guy's fucking shitting on him and trying to they get him to leave because he wants, they do so much better job of understanding why that guy would commit murder when he's like, no, I'm going to stay here. I, I burned my kids, you know, whatever that thing is a carriage yeah i'm committed little, to baby this clothes town. and stuff yeah it just seemed out of character for him and they did a way better job and i i okay. thought liam neeson being the reluctant father who's like all right take from me what you want i've said my piece like he's not into it and then when balian comes to him he starts like getting these fatherly qualities including he's and ends up sacrificing his life like that whole scene, that's a whole little movie right there, yeah. man. Like forty five minutes, that's a fucking movie. You spend twice as much time with them as you do in the theatrical yes. cut. Okay. Which is, okay. It, it gives it so much more weight when the death actually happens. It just like it, it really sets up the entire arc for Balian and just makes way more and it, it, it does make sense in the theatrical movie. Like I wouldn't if I if I were just talking about that, I wouldn't criticize the way that it tells the story. Okay. But this just expands it so much better. It, it makes it more palatable too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it's 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 really why more palatable? Because it doesn't seem like they're forcing this series of events for the movie's sake, where he commits a murder to have and to he's leave town. wanted mm-hmm. and he has to leave. Like it didn't make sense when he killed. Initial, it, it made sense, but it just seemed ham fisted. Like whereas, boy, you really flew off the handle. Yeah. And yeah. also. <laughs> I don't know. If you got dad issues, that first 40 minutes is pretty fucking great. Like, it's just great, especially when, he's, when he slaps him and goes, that's so you remember. And mm-hmm. it's, just, it's a very powerful scene. Um, I understand when people look at Orlando Bloom's character and his performance and they compare it to Russell Crowe as Maximus. And you're like, all right, he's not Maximus. But he's very consistent. I think the ethics behind his character are. Yeah. And the, the choice he makes where it's like, I can marry this woman that I love. I can become King. I was a blacksmith. And he's like, no, you told me that when I face God, like I'm going to have my, those repercussions are my own. 
Like, I just love, I love all that morality because it's anti-religion. I'm not really cool on a lot of anti-religion, religious propaganda, but it's more pro-morality, I think, this movie. Um, and that part of it was kind of the, you know, the turning of the tide for Balian. Yeah, it's anti-fanaticism. Yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, like your, your faith is, is if it, whatever gets you through the night, as right. the song says. But yeah, like don't, yeah, you don't need to eliminate other people. For the sake of your own your own faith, and I think that's I love the fact that you know he's there just trying to make life better for all of these people using the skills, using what he knows. It's like even before he got there, it's arid wasteland. He's got you know Liam Neeson's character had the worst part of this of this little kingdom to call his own, Godfrey, and so <laughs> here he comes. He's like, well. Oh wait, I can make this better. Oh wait, we can grow stuff here. Oh wait, all of these people can have a better life. And it's just because I want these people to have a better life. There's no like I'm going to do this and people will think I'm amazing. It's just no, hold on, this is wrong. It should be fixed. And he commits adultery, right, Jimmy? Hey there, boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like being given the the direction from his father make it better for everyone. Yeah. Like make people's lives better, protect those that are that are weaker than you is is better than saying do something for for God, right? Because exactly. Yeah. It ends up being the same thing, but it gives you a better direction on what that means. Rather than the other the other people in the movie are just like, oh, it's for God. Everything's for God, and they can just there's a lot kind of, of that, make yeah. up what they want to say about what that means. God wills it. But the ultimate motivation behind the most pivotal decision in the movie is the king with the silver mask, which is fucking great, by oh, the way. The yeah. Old, yeah. Him deciding to ride out when he knows he's a leper and it's going to vibrate This is death. the end of it, yeah. It's fucking great. When that scene, when they said Jerusalem has arrived and it's the big cross and like that whole army's marching, I'm like, that's as powerful as any battle I've ever seen. But he says... You will use your soul is in your own taking when you go see God. Like that's it. Still was a religious, you know, sentiment when he said that to Balian, yeah. and he, he carried it with him. Yeah, it was about the the power of faith as opposed to the zealotry. Yeah, yeah that's the as opposed to molding other people's face to faith to, you know, reap your own rewards. Well, I can't I can't name another movie that's about the Crusades. Maybe Agura Wrath of God the the Herzog movie, but I, I haven't even seen that one. Like, I don't think people want to touch it. I, I well, I, that's why I appreciate this. Is is yeah? We mentioned like Gladiator, Troy, Ancient Rome was king. Actually, I think Rome was on HBO around this time, and instead he goes into Dylan. Dylan already brought it up. Some some really interesting territory. You know, co covering conflict in that area of the world, considering where we were. As, you know, in 2005, yeah. an easier thing to do would have definitely been these guys are villains. Let's yeah. let's do what we can to to get after them. Which I mean, he was he was criticized for doing that with Black Hawk Down. A lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of people, were real, real mad about real mad the Black about Black Hawk the way Down. He, is, I mean, most of it's based on a, a true story. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, necessarily people are, yeah. are right or wrong there, but there, that was a criticism that he he received for. For making that movie. By the way, this was May 6, 2005, so right up against Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Oh, yeah. Probably why I got, probably why I got like two weeks before. Yeah. Goat, I, I brought this up before with you in a Mystery Science Theater. Uh, they do a send-up of uh, Master Ninja with Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> and uh, they have a funny joke in there where uh, whatever Timothy Van Patten is training with Lee Van Cleef for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and there's a joke in the middle where he goes, well, I'm glad I trained with that ninja for five minutes because he's yeah. like, he'd beaten up eight guys. <laughs> 
there's a little bit of that in this movie where he trains with Qui-Gon for five minutes yeah. and then yes. he mercs fools for the rest and of the fucking movie. Yeah. I, there, there's definitely a little bit of that. I have to admit the scene in the forest where the, the merry band of, of misfits uh, gets taken out for the most part, that bummed me out so but, bad. There's yeah, so many yeah, great characters. I wanted that whole troop yeah. to carry Yeah, they should have survived too. a little longer. I have your lead. Like the big Viking guy. The, and big he Viking the crazy awesome. German dude. Like, Although yeah. he gets an arrow to the neck and still just killing people. Yeah, I always yeah. am a big sucker. <laughs> Gotta appreciate the, there's real blood in this movie, and yeah, it is dude. fucking everywhere. It's there's some gnarly kill scenes in this movie. Chad, since you brought it up, I, I don't know yeah. if you have in front of you, but I would really like to know how the audience or the critic uh, uh, reviews changed based on director's cut. Or that's interesting. It's hard a, to track a down. A lot of the mm-hmm. audience members say I'm reviewing the director's cut. I did read some oh, of them, okay. and it comes up quite a bit. And again, two hundred fifty thousand as opposed to one hundred ninety. Most of the criticisms that I have seen that I've read on Tomatoes. They're, they don't like the casting of Orlando Bloom. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, which is, if you're comparing him to Russell Crowe's Maximus, who I, was he nominated for Best Actor? I think he, he, I think he was. Didn't won. he win? Didn't I know win? they yeah. won Best Picture for that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won. I think or, he won. He won for A Beautiful Mind as well, maybe? Maybe this back? could be viewed as, that sounds hey, man, right. make this movie 10 years after Gladiator. You know, don't yeah. make yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit more space might have helped out. Maybe that's why, because they don't feel this one doesn't have as much. I agree, but maybe he wouldn't have gotten the go-ahead and the budget to do this. Yeah. Ten years later. Because I got I, I, I heard the same thing when I, I wrote some movie about Pakistan and the the guys were like, Hey, what are you doing? This should be set in um um in South America. It should be it should be in Guatemala. Mm. And I was like, okay, But it's not about I'm, that. I'm not so. I'm not Guatemalan, right, but I yeah. guess I mean I'm brown, but I mean I guess I can write something. Maybe they were confused. <laughs> Sounds good. They could have been confused. He thinks I'm Mexican. It, it's, the, it's the fucking Jay Chandra Sekar <laughs> joke from, uh, from Super Troopers is what it is. <laughs> I love that bit. It's a fun bit. Jesse, you know what bit I love for you? What's that? Pounding beers. All right. Thank you so much. Bobby Double L swinging through on his giant cock. It's Lasso doing chandelier. We always appreciate that. Bobby Double L keeping the lights on here. In the studio, Jester, of course, has had, oh, Lord in heaven, I didn't realize how many he'd had over there. And it's a good thing I got those extra ones. What? Oh, <laughs> dear. <laughs> Man, i got to get Jim a scooter to fucking get out of here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't want to, I, don't I haven't been eating a lot of food lately. Oh, no, no. dear. Oh, Lord. All it's right. value drinking. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Grease. Hey there, boy! It's more of a cautioning hey there, boy, I think, at this point. Bobby Double L, thank you so much. And to all of our donators tonight, Bobby Double L, Corey Rita, Mark Borger, and Otjo. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. God damn it. I was just the opening band. <laughs> Tight 20 minutes set. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, difficult to not compare this movie to some of the other ones you guys have already mentioned, but as far as. Guys standing on a wall, raining arrows down on people, and I, I just don't know of another one. The um, you mentioned Helms Deep, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. They had the benefit of fantastical elements with the big orcs and all the fun stuff. Indeed. The, the second part, the, I also thought that was very Star Warsian because you also have the ends laying siege to Isengard at the same time, which is kind of like whenever you had a Star Wars combat, you had the the. the You've Ships got the dog and fights, the Jedis, plus the, and the, yeah. yeah, the big massive, which I enjoyed. What was the one in Return of the King? It was also real good. Oh, Gondor, when they're, yes. when they're sieging Gondor. Yeah, Minas Tirith. Fucking yeah. fantastic. Um, this is as good as anything I've ever seen, and it's a perfect build. Like, even if you thought it was slow, like, once it gets into the guts of that yeah. final 
fight in the way they're like i'll fight you for to a stalemate like we have to fight they didn't say we have to beat the muslims like we have to fight them to a stalemate Mm -hmm. so that we can get safe passage out of this fucking town yeah when they run out of water we'll have a chance to get out of here yeah 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 that was great so i don't know how you can criticize this movie um if the last it reminded me of people say about rogue one like the last 40 minutes are just like unbelievably perfect and I, i thought that that applies here I think it's even beyond that. I think hmm. I think if you're looking at it, if you're looking at the whole movie as a build to the siege battle, I think you're missing a lot along the way. There is a lot of fantastic performance and real emotion from a lot of people throughout this movie. There's characters you can believe in that you see them on screen for 12 seconds and you just immediately get that vibe that they've been there for years wearying themselves trying to keep this thing from falling apart for however long it's been that they've been stationed there. Mm. So I think there's a lot to like about this movie, the way it looks, the way it sounds. Um, And I think ultimately the director's cut specifically based on what I'm hearing just really adds to that. It gives you a lot to pay attention to and absorb along the way. I love the fact that they added those. uh, I know I mentioned this the last time we did a show uh, here, the road show, vibe where they had the overture at the beginning and oh, they yeah. had the intermission and then the return music and <clears throat> like having say <laughs> oh what did you like say again having those pieces oh, really narang over here <laughs> it, it, it makes it feel that much ah, more epic hmm. and so i think huh. you know what's happening on screen even just little moments like that kid putting the boat in the irrigation yeah, channel that nice, he puts it like nice just touch. that that moment just for some reason like really hits a little string in your heart and I, I mean i was riveted for as long as this movie was from start to finish there was no point where i was going boy is this over yet when do we get to the big part this this was phenomenal and then the payoff of the siege battle if that's all you're there for you get that reward but there's so much along the way that i mean that's just the icing on the cake did you guys like when he uh brought out the case that had ice in it Yes, like the, yeah. the yes. gravity. It was very cool. Ice in this the is desert. important. Yeah, it's I, also I'm gonna let you know how screwed you are. I did not right? give that glass to you. Yep, and it's like I drink water for what it is because he actually was kind of being disarming and charming there. Brandon Gleeson was, and of course he, red beard, blood everywhere. He's like, okay, um, awesome. that was a great scene. There's so many great fucking just throwaway scenes where it's just kind of transitioning from segment to segment that are just yeah. well, really well executed. When the jailer closes the door. Yeah. He's just ranting that he's saying his name over and over again. It's like, okay. I like when he's about to let him loose and he's just, he's just yes, dancing he's around just inside of his around. cell. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real dick. quick. So why did he hand him the cup? Was it because he thought it was poisoned? or like, Why did he do that instead of taking it himself? He was just being a douche. Oh, he was just like, this is beneath was, me because I you're Muslim? he was dismissing his hospitality. Oh, because Off of he who was, he was. Yeah, he was a captured king, and yeah, yeah I think he was just being a, a cock. Okay. You petulant. will eat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. It was good. Oh, you will eat. So he was being the uh, Ralph Fiennes from the menu? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like my food? By the way, I finally caught the menu. It's <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. Really yeah. Now, I'd say the first 40 minutes are excellent, and then it, it kind of goes crazy, well, but yeah. I really liked it. I think but it's one of my top three movies it, of the It year. keeps your attention the whole movie, which is Oh, I'm really glad you liked really it. Good. Yeah. Did you see that with me, I, though, in the theater? No, I saw it uh, separately. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. It's great, right? From start to finish. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And Ralph Fiennes, is, he's the red dragon in that fucking yeah. thing, except he's cooking. <laughs> 
The only part I is not running around naked at any point, though. I really wish I, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the best. Dude, that's the best part of that movie. If he would, he's freaking out. There's always in his something house, running dude. around naked. <laughs> the only other, with a shotgun, by the it's way. It's So funny. The only other time, the only other running around naked is again Patrick Bateman when he's running around naked with a chainsaw inside of the fucking <laughs> inside of the apartment. Like, that's terrifying. Uh, we should have watched. We should have talked about the menu. That's a, it's a great fucking movie. Um, I can't give this movie a five just because it's not a five for me, but um. It's a the director's the, the the OG is a four, and I think I'm gonna give the director's got a four and a half. I I don't mm. know a lot of movies that I think are better. Um, the characters, the acting, <clears> the performances, <throat> Papawingo clearly right in there in the pocket with it. I said oh, I think Jeff. There's not a lot of fives. It goes yeah. Jaws, The Thing, and Tapawingo. That's how it goes oh, man. for me. There right go. there. It's rarefied air. By the way, similar themes in all of those. <laughs> very fine very films. kind, very um, kind of you. Yeah, very absolutely. Kind. A lot of nautical elements. Four, four, and a, four and a half. The problem is, is that my role is very much like Liam Neeson's role in Kingdom of Heaven. So you know how much Dylan is slumming at his, <laughs> at his film. So uh, four, four. Bro, you made this. You made the sequel. I, I can't wait for Tide it. Tidewater's strike back. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be very it. exciting. Yeah. Okay, selling rings and fucking eating Twinkies. It's gonna be fantastic time. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Making threatening phone calls. Um, Nothing yeah. but tank tops. Four and a half. Yeah. Out of uh, five for me. Do I feel the right. same way. I, I I actually had that exact same uh idea that the kingdom of heaven as is is a four a strong four and then this director's cut brings it up to a four and a half it's really excellent it might be in his five best movies for me um you know aliens a five blade runners a five you could make a case for i know you don't like blade runner you could make a case for gladiator to be a five even i think that this there's not a lot wrong with it but I think just putting it up against some of his other work that I, I really think are perfect movies um, is where it comes out at a, a four and a half, but really strong. And yeah, if I had to list five Ridley Scott movies right off the bat, like those three I just mentioned in Kingdom of Heaven, and then I'd probably have to go to a list to, to really figure out where I want else in that spot. But The Martians? Oh, I saw that in Prometheus? Uh, <laughs> I forgot he did Prometheus, too. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. I also think he produced Alien Covenant, which is... A pile of shit. Dude, I think he directed mm-hmm. Alien Covenant. Well, he should retire. Um, and uh, the last duel, too, which a uh, fan of radio, of course, will want us to House mention. of Gucci. I'll have yeah. to fuck. Oh, I saw, I saw that. American Gangster. Oh, shit. Okay, that uh, might be that, that might be the fifth one for me. That's I really terrible. like American Gangster. Matt Stickman. Oh, Body of Lies is really fucking dude, good. Dude, I just rewatched Body of Lies. <laughs> really of, fucking like, good. Yeah, Middle East conflict. It's it's really good. Yeah, there's some bad movies here. Oh, Black Rain is excellent. Have you seen Black Rain? No. Kirk Douglas? Fucking awesome. 1492, bad. G.I. Jane. Ooh, boy. All right. Well, We're going to stop reading really Scott movies. When you take that many swings, <laughs> you're it's bound t- to miss every once in a while. This is a lot. top five movie for him, looking yeah, at this. I, I really think so. Regrettable list. All right. Very good. Dylan? You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, so, Chad, I am dialed in, but I'm not that dialed in. Because when uh, you asked me to be on the show, and I, I you know, very, very kind of you. To, to ask me, um, I watched the regular version. Ah, that's fine. It's yeah. a great movie. It's great. And it was the first time I'd watched it. So uh, it is really, really, really good, really solid. It does all the things that we've talked about. The reason why I'm making such a stink right now is because it's, it's interesting. From the stuff that you've said that was added to the director's cut versus right. this cut, um, the feelings I had for uh, you know the main character when he, when he puts the monk into the fire, when any of that stuff... I was okay with it. Right. Like, I thought there was enough there to justify him doing that. The guy yeah. took his wife's um, his wife's uh, necklace, and uh, then he's telling her he cut off her head. And then he's, like, kind of being 
really, really dickish he's about a, it. I mean, he's yeah. a cop. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. there could be more to why that's more justified. There could be more to that. He's trying to steal his property. Also, he's trying to push him out just because he wants to buy his property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what they let but us But for me, watching it, I was like, yeah, that's enough. I get it. I yeah. get why he would do that. Which, you know, uh, I don't want to make it all about me. But I get a little bit more of what we were talking about the other day. Absolutely. With, you know, maybe you, maybe you don't need to show that last look from... Oswald to Nate. Maybe you don't need to keep going back and forth. It's gonna be different for your own creation. Yeah. Though, you know. It's 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 not easy, but I, I did I did start doing that. So I saw it in this and I appreciate that and I appreciate watching this movie. So you saying we need to watch this movie for this because it, it made me understand that a little better, which is good. Um I think this was uh, for me probably four. Okay. It's really good. I would I would uh, suggest well, it to people and yeah. watch it again. We're agreeing that the the, the yeah. standard cut is a four. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're all on the same yeah. page. It was good. It was solid. Yeah, I hate to be a broken record, but this is an easy four and a half. For everything that I mentioned in my effusive praise a few minutes ago, uh, the fact that there is such epic scale action and yeah. things to enjoy, there the face-to-face conversations in this are so strong, and it just it brings you right into the moment for everybody in the movie. I could see there's a lot to pick up on watching this multiple times. I would be... I don't know that I'd park myself down to see when I'll do that. I don't know if I'd watch it right again after I've watched it, but I can see this coming on at some point. It's almost, I'm not going to put it on that level of like Godfather where it's like, no matter what happens, if the Godfather comes on TV, I'm watching the rest of it. This might be it's close like that to that me, yeah. because I can see like coming in at some point in this movie and going like, oh, oh, I see what they said in right. this scene. So I think there's a lot to absorb um, and none of it felt it didn't feel long, sure. even at over three, even at three hours. So, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, four and a half, easy. The, the one part I wanted to bring up before we I lose it is, my, I think my favorite part of the movie is after uh, Godfrey has given him the ring and he becomes like the Baron of his lands. Mm-hmm. Billion meeting everyone when he meets the bald guy and he meets all the rest of his troops and like they're getting to know each other. Then he meets uh, 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 Jeremy Irons' character. Yeah. Um, and then he meets the king. Like, I really liked that part where they're all kind of fleshing him out and Absolutely. figuring out what type so of man he is. building there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the little scene where he goes, a man my size, and green eyes, blue. Like, and he's trying to figure out that it's yeah. him. That's just dialogue, and it's just character fucking work. Exactly. And it's excellent. Yeah, and, and it, it gives you an opportunity to meet those new characters while also learning a lot about Balian. So I think that's without having to have straight-up exposition. Yeah, or straight-up sword swinging. I'm a, I'm a rube. I like when the, the, they're killing people with swords mm-hmm. and, and crossbows, and, and it's a lot of... There's not a, there's huge stretches of time where that's not happening, and it's still entertaining. Corey Reader brought up a great a point. The siege towers being destroyed and coming yes. down single-handedly. Yes. How fucking great was that? With, with the yeah, with the ballistas getting, going Dude. into them and dragging them down with the chains. Yeah. It, I don't. Maybe they built those things. I don't know. That didn't look like a special effect to me. Were they ripping those fucking towers down? I, I, I don't know. To tell. You know, I, I want to go with it. I want to say um, I, I liked him so much, Orlando Bloom's character and everything that was going on. And I, I like he seems relatable and he's he's very demure and he's, you know, seems kind and all these things. And he seems like a really good leader, which is just incredible. So you like him. The question is, where did he learn all those tactics? Yeah, I'm how with you. How did he you. figure that out? Well, how he, he knew how to dig for water just and yeah, like, well. He's a blacksmith, right? And all of a sudden, he, like, he's a civil engineer. Well, what the he hell is going on? He fought with Qui-Gon for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's all you I need. Was, I do it think, didn't bother me, but, you know. I do think we're, he is not an educated man, right? Like, he's a blacksmith in a small town. He didn't fucking right. grow up with yeah, He got left wealth. behind. He got, yeah. 
He knew everything. Yeah, look, that's a mo- it's a the, movie. The uh, measuring stuff yeah, yeah. from the. And I'm yeah. willing to say that it's a movie. We're yeah. fine. I like the guy. The, the way you depicted him was incredible. So I'm going to go with it. But, but if we're sitting back and trying to pick, then it's like that's a pretty big nit. Siege tower combat defending a <laughs> fortress. That seems like a very nuanced. Let's collapse. Skill. Let's collapse <laughs> six siege towers. Yeah, <laughs> All right. it was great though. We're, uh, we're plays. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's I just want to see Jimmy. Did you like it, Jimmy? I I did. I had a good time with it. I wish. I would have seen the regular version first because now I don't know what made this one better. But I, I would have given it a four. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I got a little annoyed with Orlando Bloom because I thought he was a little too much Will Turner because I got a lot of that from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? mm-hmm. And I, I wish that times didn't we didn't know so much to where we had so much faith. Like I wish I believed in something so much that I thought, fuck it. I'm going to leave here and we're going to go fight for Jerusalem right now. Oh, you, you want to fight for Jerusalem? I, I, I wish I had that faith in of, anything. Yeah, it, faith. Was very, it was very well, rousing. It was very rousing. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have been told to go <laughs> yeah. fight. for Jerusalem. My wife explained that to me. She was like, you didn't oh, know any Lord. better back then. I know. Did she read I, the back of the DVD? I, I, need, I need a lot of that. <laughs> She's like, you know, back then you didn't have science. You didn't have this and that. And really? Thought, you have science now? I mean, allegedly. <laughs> All right. I, t- I took chemistry science. once. And what a miserable existence it must have been to be someone who wasn't rich or a nobleman. Oh, mm. my God. Good Can you yeah. Lord, dude. Pretty bad. How, how great were those scenes they filmed where they're walking? He's walking through Jerusalem and it's just all like the throngs of humanity yeah. and like the chickens and all that shit. They just did a. Can you imagine? Yeah. Those shithead high school kids. He had to manage all these high school kids walking around like fucking while we were doing this fucking scene. <laughs> Imagine triple that, and then they're all fucking, you know, smashed it. And add know. chickens. Crazy. Right, so let me say, those high school kids, they were great. They, they were awesome. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> and that dickhead kid that, that I did the scene with, he was great. He was great. Yeah. I see, and and uh, and Finn, Finn, they were they're both great. Two little dickhead kids. They were awesome. They were great. They were great. I will say, uh, not have scene. not having backpacks was a little weird, but for a movie like this, what always strikes me, Dukes, is um, I'll when I watch some of this stuff, there will be some of those movies where. I'm gonna sound like a total a hole here. Go ahead, do okay, it. Okay, okay. Too late. There'll be there'll be times like this one where I'm like, "This is a hard movie to make, dude. This is a really, yeah, really, imagine. really hard yeah. movie to make." Like, and, and managing scenes where it's just supposed to be Orlando Bloom walking down the street, and there's eight billion yeah. moving parts. You can't only be a good director. You got to be able to do a lot of stuff and have a team and everything. Yeah, that you can have to manage people as well. So yeah. much. You know what it is? It's it's Phil Jackson. It's you're not a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Your job is to manage egos. You yeah. have the three most the best players in the league and you've got to figure out the way to make them all feel good and also win a championship while yeah. you're doing it and pay attention to your strategy as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's probably only a handful of directors that can do this kind yeah. of size and thing and there's only ever been you know, it changes as you go, but because you can't be that first, second time, third time director, right. and all of a sudden you've got Leonardo DiCaprio and all these other people, unless DiCaprio wants to be cool with you, right. you're screwed. Unless yeah, they, dude. Uh, yeah. Look at Coppola making Apocalypse Now. Like, he almost killed himself <laughs> because, it, it, you know, yeah. in, making an epic of this scale. Did you see him yeah. in his, on his most recent movie? The yes, entire crew yes. just quit. Megalopolis. So apparently they're de- they're <laughs> uh, debunking I mean, that rumor. Okay. Um, the, the principal cast is, like, coming out and defending it. Interesting. Like, okay. Oh, that's bullshit. Adam Driver's coming out saying, no, nah, everything's cool. Dude. Uh, what they, about? They seem to trust him. What about when oh, Bale and with McGee in that awful Terminator? Oh, da, 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 you want to say something? Yeah. Like you got your fucking, you got to figure out a way to handle that and still get this guy, awful Terminator yeah, movie that, made. That guy's taking over the set at that point. Holy yeah. shit! Can that you imagine rough. dealing with rough. that? Yeah. Um, Ari Aster. Everybody wants to crawl up his ass. 
but how many people are in his movies? You know, it's like it's easy to sit in. Here's my vision, and I'm crazy, and I can do whatever I want. You don't have eight million Hebrew dudes fucking like I gotta decide where they all go inside of this archaic fucking. What, what were you doing with your arms? Thing? Well, that's what that's what I do with my, when I'm trying to do my Ari Aster and Ridley Scott. That's the point reinforcement yeah. move. Yeah, I'm just saying it's like you know Kevin Smith directing Clerks is awesome and it's great and you had no budget and it's it's cool, but this is a skill. How many people in the world have a yeah. skill? To, and by the way, we'll be entrusted by a movie studio to say, yeah, take $100 million of our money and, and run all these people around for six months. Well, I mean, this guy had the resume, right? He had yeah, made yeah, some yeah. of the movies. It's a lot of, it's a lot of trust every time. Yeah. Heart surgery is a lot of trust every <laughs> single time. It's just, it's fascinating the different stories you get. Like I like Kevin Smith and I like Ryan. Jo I like some Ryan Johnson stuff a lot. Like, Brick is like amazing. Glass Onion. It was awesome. I like Brick. Brick is <laughs> Brick is amazing. But but if you look at it, very different stories of how they uh, you know same same level of filmmaker at the time when they worked with Bruce Willis and very different stories yep. of how that went. It's managing to, because Kevin Smith is used to being more famous than everyone working in his movies. And so when he had to deal with an actual bona fide fucking movie star, I don't think he could handle it. Yeah. And when you hear him talking about him, I love Kevin Smith. And like I, I, I'm a big fan of his. And I like when he speaks. I like mm -hmm. his podcast. And the but, director. Yeah, I like a both. I like our <laughs> Kevin Smith and the real one. But but it sounds like a guy that is tantruming after he didn't get what he wanted working with a bigger star. And I. There's something to that. There's something to it. I there's directors out there that's like I'm a big fan of David Fincher. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what, what David Fincher looks like. He'd walk in here and shit on the floor. And I think there's there's something. Yeah, to I mean that. it's a good one to bring up because David Fincher he can do like 70, 80 takes, and you have the biggest movie stars yeah. in the world. They're like, okay, I'll do another I'll just one. Do it. How do you want me to do it? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't want me to do it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, somehow Bruce Willis made the Last Boy Scout, and nobody ever said anything about him like what Kevin Smith did. Yeah, look, I, I wasn't. I, of course, I wasn't there. Of course, I wasn't. But I'm sure. But, <laughs> but. If if he's saying I, I've been in a situation where an actor doesn't want to doesn't just doesn't want to do anything, dude, I was hungry. <laughs> and a bunch of quinoa bowls. And, and I'm not you, eating that shit. And, and everything is relying on your schedule moving forward. That's you wear, true. you do three days, four days, and the guy's like, I, I want to do a barbecue. No, I want to do. You know, what do you do? I don't. What do you do? It's tough. Uh, Dylan had to deal with. I no, had, no, no. I'm I, talking about a prior. I'm, I'm talking movie. about you. Okay. He had six days with a guy, and it's like when the sixth day is done, he is gone, and I'll never get to do anything with him ever again. So that it's was like, all true. We have to fucking figure out how to make this maniac fucking do what we need him to do. Fucking Chad right Dukes. Direction. Yeah. Chad. Let's right. just shoot Chad out. That's Can right. we just I go? Did, just I give him his coverage. Back down the next goddamn fucking weekend after <laughs> I had to work. It was a good time. I had a good time. I you were very kind. You were very gracious. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being kind. Amazing in the movie. I hope somebody sees it one day. You got an awesome dive. Thank you. Yeah. I did. Several. That's a good dive, man. <sighs> All right. Uh, are we good? I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, you're not good, Jim. Oh. We got John more to go. Page. Oh, there he is. John fucking Page. Thank you to the beautiful donation for John Page. You are a gentleman and a scholar. John Page, Bobby Double L, Corey Reed of the Mensch, top star center of the night, Mark Borger, all killing it this evening. Thank you so much. And to Karen. We sent over a massive star bomb as well. You guys are so generous. If you don't mind, please, Jim Jester and Loud Goat, engage with each other. Oh, we have so many maggots. We've got maggots. Hey there, boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, great. All the different grease variations are the best part. You all right, Jimmy? Somebody needs to donate. Uh, excuse me. Donate enough for me to get an Uber for Jimmy back to Dundal. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. You almost got it. Goat, I'll leave it up to you. Nope. Nope. I'll leave it up to you. Nope. Not right after that. 
No. No, we're good. You almost got the bean boozle for being disgusting. It was close. It was very close. There was no articulation. That's what saved it. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. Dylan, safe uh, voyage back to uh, the place that Indeed. makes no sense. Thank, thank you. you so hey, I, I do want to say thank you guys so much for letting me be your chat. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, I've really, really enjoyed it. Love having you. Um, this was this was one of the high points of being back in Virginia. That's very sad. So, you hey, oh, it's very this sad. is meant to be yeah. sad. Can't you hear my voice? <laughs> thank you, guys. Have thank you been to Trejo's Tacos? I have in California. Is it all right? Oh, I love, oh no. I love Danny Trejo so much. Dylan's so mad, though. Hey, uh, uh, for uh, Tapawingo, <laughs> he just spit all over Damn himself. It. Hey, for Tapawingo, too, will you, will, you, will you book Danny Trejo so I can have a seat in him, please? Thank you. That's all I want. He just spit what all the over, hell was that? He spit all over the tube. He spit on the tube. I've had that coming for years, though. What? All the people have spit Somebody on. spitting on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually you're the one oh, spitting I'm on people. Spe- spewing beer everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Anything you like to say about your lamp, too? Merry I'd like Christmas. to keep talking about it. <laughs> I'm tired of talking. Dukes. Oh God damn it! I just want to go to the Holy Land of Jerusalem and get drunk. What the fuck? <laughs> that is blasphemous. Tube, I'm gonna give you special thanks for the movie. Oh right? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs>